0: All right, what is up, Gypsy gang? We're very, very excited today for today's podcast. It is with the new champ, the new number one in the Australian MX Nationals in the 450 class, my good friend, Todd Waters. Uh, He finally did it this weekend. Uh, No surprise that he has got second in that championship more times than he would care to. Um, But this past weekend at Coulomb, he finally got it done. It was an amazing day. Uh, I know we just had Todd on the podcast like quite recently when he got back from the US, but this was different because it just seems like now it's like he can talk about everything because he's finally achieved one of the you know the big missing pieces to the puzzle. So this is a very different podcast with Todd, even though he was only on here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. He just really opens up about you know a lot of the struggles that he's been through and where he's sort of come from to. To sort of finally get this done. Uh, some crazy stuff with like the testing that he does, his rivalry with Dean Ferris. Like, a really this is a really packed episode. We were only just going to sit down and do like a motocross companion style thing, just sort of break down the season. But um, we ended up doing three hours. So, a really awesome podcast with a really awesome guy. Um, congrats, Toddy. I uh, love you, dude. And um, yeah, really, really glad we got to, to sit down and do this so quickly after that win. Uh, Before we get into the show, though, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, All of these motocross-style episodes are brought to you um, by the legends at MX Store. Um, The past few weeks, I've actually been around these guys in a more of a, I don't know how you would say it, like more of a friend capacity, really, I guess would be like the easiest way to say it, I guess. Um, So I went and rode down in Byron at Treno's Farm. Um, Jake was there, one of the owners of MX store. So we got to hang there the very next weekend. We all hung out at six hour. And then this past weekend, they had their, uh, supplier night, which like they're the only guys in the industry that, that do that night. They kind of get all the supplies in the same room, which is kind of crazy because it's a sense of the competition. Um, but that is the lengths that these guys are going to, I guess, push the industry forward. They're like trying to bring together all these like rival distributors, even in a way. Um, so, yeah, that's how serious these guys take actually moving the industry forward. And it really motivated me. It re- really fired me up. It was great to be a part of that night. I also saw a lot of um, really great old friends as well. Uh, so,. These shows are brought to you in conjunction with them and we're talking about a ton of ideas on like ways to make this, you know, the motocross sort of content uh, even better again with those guys. Um, You can head to mxstore.com.au for Australia's biggest range of parts and accessories. Um, They've also got a new campaign which I'm pretty excited about um, just because it speaks to me and that is Ride More. So we'll bring you more details on that. I guess, as they sort of develop, but um, I think it's a good slogan, ride more, everybody, just go ride, uh, also, brought to you by the legends at Rival Inc., and I know you all have been using that Gypsy Gang code, because they sent me the numbers, and I'm impressed, you guys are fucking cool, um, so you can go buy a Gypsy Tails kit, like a full graphics kit with Gypsy Tails on it, if you're so inclined or if you've got your own sponsors and your own style and your own theme that you are chasing, uh, they can do that too. They can do Jersey prints. They can they can literally give you graphics on plastics ready to bolt on. That's the level that these dudes operate at. Um, they're, uh, yeah, amazing crew down there. They've been so supportive of this show and they've been really supportive of the people that have ordered um, using the 15% discount code Gypsy Gang. So you can head to Rival Inc. Design Co., pump that code in at the checkout, you're going to get 15% off, which is a lot when it comes to graphics, uh, and then you're going to be a happy mofo, like me. Um, also, we are brought to you by the legends at Nobby Underwear, nobbyunderwear.com.au. Um, I just, every single time I do one of these shows, I just get a little bit, just a little bit, uh, a little bit fluttery over my nobbies. Um, also got some really big stuff playing with these guys coming up um, with the Supercrosses, the live podcast that we did last year that went really well. And we're excited to do more of them again uh, this year. So those guys, always huge supporters of the show. Um, You can head to nobbyunderwear.com.au. It's just $20 a month to get a fresh pair of duds. I'm actually wearing the brand new ones, the Cyborg ones right now at this very second. Um, And I'm just about to go to Melbourne to do the Nationals for Jiu-Jitsu. So I like went in and I packed all my favorites. Just trying to get some of that good juju, you know. Um, Also, lastly, we are brought to you by the guys at Boost Mobile. You can head to boost.com.au. You can check out all of Australia's best prepaid phone deals. Uh, I've been with these guys for way over a year. Um, haven't looked back since I started with them. The only one thing that I was like, man, I just like, I wish I could get phones through them. Well, you can do that now. Um, they are now selling these like A1 grade refurbished phones. Um and they're amazing. You can save up to like $400 on a new on the, the latest version of the iPhone. Um, so it's well, well, well worthwhile heading to boost.com.au and checking that out. Um, the, the biggest thing is just like you need no plans. Like you don't have to get any plans. You don't have to get a plan for the phone and get ripped off. You don't have to get a plan with your um, service uh, provider and get ripped off there. Like I've just had nothing but bad experiences when it comes to locking yourself into a contract and getting a phone through um, the the normal uh, providers. And the thing with Boost is they support action sports. Um, they support great athletes. They support guys like Chad Reed, Caroline Buchanan, uh, Solly Bailey. The list goes on of people that they support, events that they support. Uh, and I'm a big believer in supporting the people that support us. All right. A lot of ads on this show but um we need them to keep the lights on so i really appreciate all the help they're not just sponsors they're all friends um and essentially they're all part of the gypsy gang just like you guys uh all right so without any more todd waters right oh the champ is here Woo! finally finally get yeah. we get
2: to say that finally that's been a very long time yeah it's uh it's one of those things i sort of class myself as a professional um championship ruiner yeah you're
0: you're like you're you're like the best dude that never won a championship in australia until sunday
2: and i was actually hey i'm i turned 28 this year and i was thinking man 28 a bit late hopefully (laughs) i can get this happening but winning this championship like it's uh i kind of i think things happen for a reason. Yeah, and to tell you the truth like as a junior i went through racing i rode a wednesday with my old man and some mates up home with the chester family and we just had fun like no one ever told me how to ride a bike i never got coached blah blah no, but, greg moss bro. yeah but <laughs> at the end end of it i just went to australian titles and won them yeah like and i look back i won i raced for jeff leask i got a factory ride for him in the junior program and we won five junior titles in a row and I look back now, and I am like, "Why?" Like, yeah, true. A eh? like, it's not like you know. I see the juniors now. I do coaching stuff. Like, you know, I go with Ben Shadel, and he's got kids that he's coaching like two to three times a week. You know, and here I am fishing every day. Yeah, and I go win Aussie titles. Like, it just happened really easily. And and then I left school. I started working my apprenticeship um, as a cabinet maker. And Ryan Marmont hurt himself so ryan and jay were my idol like i used to watch him on tv i never seen him in person then i got a deal to fill in for ryan on the factory bike and i was just like what this is insane so 16 i lined up on the start line jake so you, were,
0: you were still doing your cabinet maker apprenticeship while you're in under 19s eh? Yep. not that many people know that you're a qualified tradesman
2: yeah yeah and the next year when i was uh when i was full factory doing pro lights yeah hey? yep. and then when i went to 450 in 2009 that's when it I finished my four-year trade um and I went full-time racing but uh yeah pretty much I filled in for Ryan and I lined up on the start line at Toowoomba and I just remember shaking because I don't see pros it's not yeah. like I say to kids these days I'm like man like I go riding with you dudes all the time like it's not like I'm the best in the world or anything, but. I think when I, if I was in your position, I'd be peeing me pants. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't get that opportunity. But anyway, I line up and I hole shot the thing and win it. Like, And I still remember Ross McWhorters phoning up um, uh, Jeff Leask and saying, the boy won. And he's just like, oh, yeah, like didn't believe it. And as you wouldn't. like yeah. So, my career kind of went a bit like that. And
0: and then, like, the first year on the 450, you had the red plate. You were, yeah. like, so much faster than everybody.
2: Yeah. So, and it's not like there was no one here. You know, it was yeah. like Jay Marmot Billy come McKenzie. back from America, Billy McKenzie come, Andrew McFarlane come back from America. That was
0: Sharky's first year back, eh? It was yeah. your first year 450, yeah. Yep. And the Black JD um
2: Cody Cooper come back for Suzuki. Yeah. And yeah. he was the only one to nearly beat Stewart that year. Um, so like we had a pretty solid class, not to mention the Aussie dudes that, like Ford Dale and the guys that can throw laps out and yeah. win races. So Jay then he won his three in a row like yeah. right around that time. Yeah, and and I stepped in the 450. They had like a betting system on full noise and this kind of stuff, and my name wasn't even in it. You know, it's crazy. And eh? I went out, and it's not easy. Like at Albury or I I come out the first corner about fourth and pass them all and won it um i won the overall i had the red plate you know and i don't know it just seemed like things were quite easy coming yeah and then that was my first injury um yeah because you like
0: never really got even injured as a junior never eh? fell off No, like i
2: never crashed it was i was very consistent like because it i don't know i didn't have pressure from my family i just rode the bike no one told me how to ride it Mm. i just went out there and rode the bike and And I thought I had really good line selection, probably because I didn't have my head full of stuff. I didn't Mm. have an old man on my back. I didn't have someone tell me I need to hold my leg up or stand up or sit down. Mm. I just went out there and went, oh, I'm just going to go around that bump. I don't know why they were all hitting it. (laughs) And I just wanted to win so bad. Um, But yeah, then I had an ankle injury and that put me out of that season.
0: Didn't you do your collarbone first? Wasn't the collarbone the thing that took you out in 08? Or was it an ankle?
2: No, so ankle, so... I absolutely destroyed my ankle. I just kept riding, trying, because I was leading the championship. I was only young. I just thought I sprained my ankle. Ended up pulling everything. Um, You know, so they put even the ligament that hold your tib and fib together, that broke. Uh, I had bone bruising, everything. So What was it from, my crash? No, I just... You just OJ'd something? No, no, I was just training up home. I wrote you, heard the track, and Wade Hunter come up, my buddy, and we had awesome ruts going. My foot just went under the foot peg. And ripped oh it. really? And then I went the next weekend. I couldn't walk on it, and I just taped it. Race the next weekend. I then got fourth at Toowoomba, and then yeah, had the next week off, and I just kept grabbing it and grabbing it, and I just thought, harden up, it's just an ankle injury. Um, so then anyway, I whole shot it at, tw- at um at Mackay at Gum Valley, and I'm leading the thing for ages, and I'm going around the corners looking at my foot. I couldn't hold my toes up, and I was like, geez, and. And then I ended up dropping it, and I couldn't even stand yeah, up. Yeah, I bike. remember that. Day, yeah, you yeah, guys were there. Yeah, yeah. So I went, went. Euref flew me to Melbourne. Specialist's like, man, this is you better off snapping your leg off. Um, so I was 13 weeks in a moon boot with no weight bearing. Um, then they pulled the pins out, and uh, yeah, that was my first injury. Then I come back from that. The next year, I got the red plate again, um, leading the championship. Were you on the same bike then? Yep. Yeah, with Euref again, 2010. And I, yeah, then I crashed and broke my collarbone, and so I went in surgery on the Monday, um, and then raced that next Sunday. Yeah, and yeah, young kid, you know, I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't strong enough, um, to be able to, you know, I was I was only like seventy five kilos. I was really were you only seventy five yeah. kilos on a four fifty? Yeah, I was only a kid. That's I was, crazy. Hey? What was I? Nineteen then. So you know, nineteen year old kid. You know i had a big heart but in the head it's difficult to ride with two plates in you with your stitches breaking open like i did what i could but it just faded away that championship so um then the year after i broke my scaphoid so which is a shit injury to do and i come back from that and got two podiums at last two rounds then i went with jay foreman in 2012 and uh that was probably the turnaround for me like my career i had three years of like I said, like, racing was just the easiest thing for me. Um, just come very easily to then complete opposite. Yeah. Like coming rehab and just heartache and three years
0: of... And it wears you down mentally. Like yeah. every time you get an injury, it's like you know the mountain that you've got. Like, because right now, like you on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday at Coolum, like that's fucking crazy the way that you did two nationals back to back, basically wipe the floor with everything. Like, no no one was even close to your level. That's, like, takes a lot of work to get that fit and that mentally sharp and the bike that good. Like, that's, like, a real slow build to get yeah. to that point. Like, you can't break an ankle or a scaphoid, get the cast off, and then go be straight away that dude. Like, it's such yeah. a long build-up, eh? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, like, it's... What is it? You know, it's a good probably 15 years you know that i've got behind me now um and this year wasn't good for me like you know i i had a plan in place and uh a lot of things i missed you know i the first half of the season i was like yep we're just going to go in there and we're just going to keep it consistent yeah i've got that much fitness i'm like a diesel engine but i don't have my intensity yet so i'm just going to go i'm going to get the points i'm going to be in the championship um when i come back for round six um after the break i'm going to win every race like, like, wait, let's, go, let's
0: go back though to the suzuki thing because, yep. like we'll get to that so like yeah because I, I i think it's cool like even for me dude like as you're fucking one of my best mates but yeah. like you just forget all the shit that goes on in in between you know like i vaguely remember yeah. like i remember i remember mckay i remember toowoomba that was crazy dude when you won that race like i remember because i was still i probably still would have been in cairns at that point yeah yeah you were and i remember getting that call like todd just fucking won the first round and we were all just like losing the day yeah because that was like that was yeah your first like yeah and we all like growing up we knew that you were going to be really good but it's like you finally did it like that was such a massive milestone but there's
2: a big step you know you you see kids now and you're like this dude's gonna be good but does he have what it takes does Mm. he have the work ethic like that's the biggest thing for me because the thing Um, is like
0: you're gonna have an injury that's gonna put you back to square one yeah so it's like when you're a kid sort of like what happened to you it's like you got all that momentum and then it stops with an ankle and then you lose your bike fitness you lose the feeling on the bike you lose your mental confidence now you've got Doubt that you're gonna have another injury again at some point, mm. and it's like that's when the real shit showing Like Adam cincerello is like that. Yeah, it's like can you come back from that? He never got yeah. hurt either as a kid.
2: Yeah, and I think the things that got me through it was my determination. Like when I did my scaphoid, it's for people who haven't done it before. It's a small little bone just back from your thumb with zero, pretty much zero blood flow. So they put a screw through it. It's like a little heart shape, uh, like a kidney bean sort of shaped bone. And they'll put a screw straight up the guts of it and then they put you in like a a cast for 13 weeks i was with my hand bent up with my fingers up and 13 weeks so i just sort of bought my first place um and i started i was going crazy so i just looked up on youtube how to rent like how to rock. so i rocked me whole house and plastered it with one arm like i never forget it um that's a like southport house yeah, yeah so jill's cooking dinner and i'm up on a on a little um, ladder sand in the ceiling because I've just rocked it and I come out just white white everywhere she's blowing up at me because the whole house is full of like fine powder and uh, so I went from that I had that big break to then when you do that and you the doctor's like okay they cut it off your hand stays there yeah so I was going to hand therapist twice a day uh, twice a week sorry and the most pain you've ever been in just trying to get it flat and so i went every time i'd watch tv i'm holding a weight over the edge of the bench so oh, it just really? like weights it down for hours and it just hurts and hurts like constant pain and i just push through it i've got full movement in both wrists now most people don't when yeah, they break they back, eh? Dude, and then, Can you imagine
0: what ken's injury would have been oh like? yeah
2: yeah well you can see his like he, his he, ra- he, yeah he doesn't have
0: range yeah it's, but yeah.
2: his work ethic like yeah you know he puts in for the rehab and stuff and that's what i did also um when it was time to hop on the bike you know they're like okay it's okay to ride now i can't just go ride a bike yeah because i can't pull the clutch in with my finger like honestly i couldn't pull the clutch in so i got on the road to Ho at granddad's farm and i just made like left right left right left right up and then left right left right back and i just dug like a little like so it's just so in clutch. second gear just going rap, rap, rap. no so you had to use the clutch oh, okay. you couldn't ride like every you had to use the clutch yeah so, so like forcing yourself to rehab yeah. it yeah so then on the bike stuff i'd go through that there and i'd i couldn't even do it twice like i mean like a three minute thing you know and then i'd just ride it and i'd pull off and i'd nearly be in tears i was in that much pain trying to do it and i just kept doing it till i was doing 30 minute motos on that and then you know three or four weeks later we podium both nationals after that um you know and even then when i podiumed i come into that i was like man i'm trial riding like i can't even hold on properly yeah you know like so that's they're the moments that probably mean a lot to me and that's what make me who i am now you know Mm. things didn't come easy like they were and i for some reason i believe things happen for a reason like Mm. at the time break your collarbone you know and you're thinking, and you're in the hospital. Like, why? Like, mm. I'm 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 18 years old. Like my first year in 450, I'm kicking all these dudes' butt. Like I'm not hole shotting. Like I'm passing them and owning mm. these races. And I'm like, why is this happening? It just I could never work it out. But I look back on it now, and it's you know 18 year old kid just going out there and blasting everyone and winning. And you know, you might I'll, not
0: still be here at 28 racing if well, it was that easy. I wouldn't
2: easy. be the person I am now. Like I've, you know, results. I don't get a big head. I don't, you know, I yeah, take you're not like Toby. <laughs> Who Toby Rice? It's Tony. Oh, Tony Rice. Yeah, Tony yeah. Rice. <laughs> no, but you know, Toby's yeah. really good at that as well. Like he's getting a massive head. Very humble and stuff. <laughs> but um, and that's he's had a lot of injuries, had a lot of setbacks. Yeah, it hasn't true. been perfect for him. And I believe that's who's that's what's made me i think if it didn't happen you know it would have come too easy and i would have had an extra large helmet like yeah. riding around but and you it. might
0: not even be in the sport still mm. dude because like yeah. 28's old yeah. in in the sport like you look at Villapoto was out by 28 yeah Dundra's out, and like i know those dudes and like Villapoto's is a different story i think he's refound like a bit of love and passion for riding and stuff but like bro dunge was just straight up lost mm. he was like 27 and lost. Like he had no idea what he was gonna do. But it's like you've still got a passion and a fire for race. Like, you're not gonna be a twenty eight year you know, year old retiree from motocross, like wondering what you're gonna do with your life. Like that is one of the worries, I think. And it's not like it come easy for Dunge, but like it sorta did in a way. Like he he won a bunch of races, he won a bunch of championships back to back and then it's like you can be happy, like, all right, I've done that. But it's like, then you are left with that void of like, well, I'm not even 30 and I'm retired. Like, what what am I going to do for the rest of my life?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And like, probably a big thing for me, the turning point in my career was probably 2012. I got on with Jay Foreman. It just worked well. Like, I'm still, Yeah, like you're still tight with him. Yeah, I I really, you know, we don't talk for a long time. Like, I'll go to Europe and stuff, but I'll phone him up. Mm -hmm. Hey man, Jay, how are you? Like, you know, I just i really respect jay um so what was it about him that made you
0: have that relationship with him?
2: i don't know he's he's a quiet Cause you're like that with
0: mike landman still too yep
2: yeah so i've met some amazing people mike's like a dad to me man yeah. that
0: that you know what was sick on the weekend is after you won and you pulled in and there were the people that were rocking up to to hug you it's like there were people from other teams like yeah. multiple like mike i saw mike landman konski came up and yeah. shook everyone's hand um i'm sure if jay foreman was there he yeah. would be jumping over the fence but it's yeah. like there was a lot of those people because like you are like a journeyman of the sport in australia like yeah. well it's just in the sport in general like you've raced every major championship now yeah and it's like it was cool to see so many people and like like i know mike lamon had like massive input on oh, you yeah. and like he looked after you a lot when you were like down there you know what i mean so it's like
2: and i was a kid yeah young i was i remember i went first time i went testing was on ando's bike and they gave me his honda and i rode out there and i ride by time because like i said i didn't ever have anyone around so i'd finish work and i'd go up in the paddock in the plowed paddock and i'd i'd make a track and i'd ride for 40 minutes come back and then ride go back out ride 40 minutes you know because our races are 30 minutes and i want to pass everyone like i just had in my head like i'm gonna be an animal hurlings so, did that does that shit yeah he, yeah he's he does like 40 45 minute motors. yeah and the thing with jeffrey is the tracks over there are so just rough. brutal like it's just crazy so for me like when i go over there it's like a punch in the face because it's something i've never experienced before mm. you know whereas he's he, I did a similar thing, but the tracks are a lot smoother, so I well, can't. It was just because
0: him. you were the only one that, like, really, it would be like you wade yeah. J- like there would be a handful of guys on the track, like yeah. Those tracks are there and they never get touched, and they're yeah. there over years, and there's hundreds of dudes. Yeah. On them. Like you just you can't get tracks that rough. Yeah, but like, like, even like, I remember Richo would like try and dig breaking bumps and stuff yeah. in to like get the tracks rougher, but it's still yeah. not the same, eh? No.
2: Nah no and that's but that's one thing going down and riding with people but you know when it in Atherton it rains all the time you know and I'd go up there and it'd be raining and I'd just be up in the paddock just by myself just cutting motos on just a flat track that I built like cause granddad's a corn farmer so when he'd pick the corn I'd just go and ride in the paddock with the ridges mm. and it'd be like breaking bumps coming yeah. in corner acceleration yeah, bumps those it's tracks like, are fucked. and <laughs> so they're the moments that I look back on now and I'm like you know that's what makes that's who I am because yeah. I see these young kids now and they do two laps and they pull in their yarn and all the time and testing
0: some suspension. Yeah, yeah. And I'm
2: just like, man, when I was a kid, like I didn't, nothing mattered. Nothing mattered until that stopwatch said 40 minutes. And when I first went to, I flew down to Melbourne, conskiing that they brought the bike out and stuff. Here you go, Todd, go try it. I jumped on the thing, went out, did 35 minute moto, come in. And Mike's out there trying to stop me. He wants to know what the bike's like i don't care it's awesome yeah whatever. you know it's factory <laughs> yeah. hondry uh factory honda so i'm amped and um you know i just put mike through hell like not hell but i just
0: you would like so against what was normal like what everyone yeah, else did like yeah. i just
2: burnt fuel like yeah. i just when we get there when i was riding for him and i knew mike well i'd be like i hope you got a couple of jerry cans yeah <laughs> and mike <laughs> would be laughing i'm like mate you think it's testing i'm just going to cut motos like i was i was a young kid with just so much energy you know mike would be putting the back wheel in i'd be jumping on his back trying to tap him out and you know we just we had so much fun like it was just such a great time in my life and um and i see mike you know it kept him young like it was and he's like a dad to me Mm. that's the sort of relationship we have and you know it's it's it all builds up, you know, even though you win a championship for this company and these people and stuff, but
0: there are certain there's, people that, there's that have, so much. Yeah.
2: Like I did three years with Mike and Yurif, you know, they they played a big part in who I am today, you know. And then I went to Jay Foreman, he played a big part, you know. Jeff Lees, you know, Rob Tyrol like you, these. But you guys. know the
0: interesting thing though, man, is like not a lot of people can have that same sentiment with people that they used to work for Like, yeah. there's a lot of people that burn bridges man, oh, yeah. and when they win a championship the only people they're celebrating with are the people that are like on that team in that room yep. right then and there because yeah. they have you know like racing can be like a pretty brutal business and the industry in australia can be a motherfucker as yeah. well and it's like just like the riders can burn teams teams can burn riders sponsors yeah. can burn like you know so the fact that like you you've almost like got through to like that that's what I kind of was getting out there yeah you got so many people that came up from all these different brands and it's like it was just so cool to see that like all those people were genuine in there because like you really haven't burned bridges with people
2: yeah yeah i you know I I don't know I get upset with some decisions that are made in the past you know like when I was in Europe and stuff but You know, when I went back over last year, I see everyone as friends and family. Like, it's a big family, you know. I fight with my sister and people like this, but I love everyone, you know. Like, that's how I see our industry. I never... I'm not one to hold grudges like, oh, this dude said this about me. Like, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Not worth keeping it. I don't know. I just have... That's just my personality. I just love being around people and, and having a good time. So... I think that's probably a big reason why um and like I was saying like getting back with Jay he just I don't know he just runs such a professional team and it was he just I guess it was probably the time in my career where I matured a little bit as well I uh I understood a little bit more like I remember we we're at Coonabarabran, we we're testing and I was just the dude that you put me on a bike I go out I over jump some jumps come back man forks are bottoming out like You know, I need this thing to hold up because I'm going to pound it on race day. Like, I've always been someone who I want the bike to hold. I don't want it diving under brakes or anything like that because I had in my head, like, when it's race day, I'm fitter than everyone. When old mates go on there, I'm just going to put these big dogs up and I'm going to plow through all that stuff, you know, and I need my bike to do that. Mm. I don't care about feeling the corners and all this sort of stuff. I just want to plow past people. I want to jump 20 meters past him and and make it happen you know so that's how i sort of used to test and then i went with jay and said to him man i'm when i'm breaking it's too stiff like it's just pounding my hands and jay's like i'll put a stiffer set of forks in for you and i was like nah nah it's way. it's hurting me hands it feels too stiff And he's like nah nah it looks like it's diving so he put a stiffer set in and i went out and it was so much softer mm. like and i come in because i i think about things a lot like you know and i come in and i ask questions like why is that softer jay and he's like oh because when it's too far down the stroke it's in the hard part of the stroke so it's hurting your hands he said when we go stiffer and it holds up it's working in the softer part of the stroke i was like get out of it like i could physically go in the corner and just feel the forks going up and down like cushions and I was like that's insane mm. so from that day on it just switched and, and well, my even testing you... experience has just changed forever like now I think about things differently like the balance of the bike and you know I know I feel I've heard that Chad Reed's really good at testing mm. and I feel I've got a similar I understand how it works as a young kid I played with a lot of clickers and stuff and I know what high speed does and low speed and all this sort of stuff um different spring rates. Like I've had a lot of experience over the time and, and that was kind of the changing point for me with Jay Foreman because he did his own suspension.
0: Yeah, well, he was RG3 Australia. Yeah. Is he still with them? Like, is he still? No,
2: he's um he's actually left. He's working in the sh- in a um, shop down in Newcastle at the moment. Oh, yeah, cool. So he's sort of stepped up. He's been with racing forever. Yeah. And he's doing like a management sort of role. Yeah. So he's loving that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, so then that sort of changed and and i got consistency back in my riding um i won quite a few races that year i uh, we missed out the championship by a couple of points with josh coppins but we we're going back and forth that's and, right and uh so we ended up second that year and then i signed with kdm that next year and i had the experience i had everything it was at my fingertips i went out um still probably a bit immature like i just went out and won the every race for the first three rounds like i'm talking like 30 odd seconds just was going hard for it and then um yeah then i injured myself i broke my collarbone and then and i knocked myself out for three minutes as well so that yeah were you
0: just pushing too hard yeah because that's what Townley said too. He's yeah. like, dude, I would just push way too yeah. fucking hard. And he's like, and I just would get hurt.
2: Yeah. And that's the problem. Because like, the
0: problem is, is like, you've got that. that, That's where, why I think Dunge was so good. Mm. It's because like, he just didn't have that extra gear. Yeah. Like, Villapoto has that extra gear. Carmichael had that extra gear. Like, James has that extra gear where it's like, yep. you know what? Ugh, just, ex- there's extra. I'm yeah. going hard. Yeah. And like, that's where it happens. Like, He just never left the safe zone, yeah. And he's his safe zone was just fast enough to be on the podium every single weekend, yeah. And it's like even though he was pushing a hundred percent, he just I feel like when you crash is when you go one hundred and ten percent, yeah. And it's like you you just can't live in that zone and like because that that's what was interesting with when I talked to Townley on the podcast is he was like, dude, I just I just went too hard all the time. He's like, I should have just chilled,
2: yeah. And that's so. Yeah, I, I ruined that championship. Like, you know, I got second to Matt Moss and, you know, I come back towards the end of the year. I won last two rounds or something and, you know, I missed out. It was probably like eight points. Or, it was quite close. But just, yeah, I just ruined it, you know.
0: Was there a point where you were like, I'm just not going to win one of these things?
2: Nah, not really. It probably because, would be
0: for like a couple days after Koolham, but then once you get back in the swing of it, it sort of goes away. Yeah,
2: like, I don't know, you just... Because I, I always find my way and then I'm just like, oh, it's over. Like, you're kidding me kind of thing like next year. And I just mm. start training. Like, So anyway, that year was pretty gnarly. Like, you know, Rob Tyrell phoned me up and he said, I've got a, I've got a deal for you in Europe. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Husvana. And I was like, no, no. No, I'm not writing for them. And he's like, no, no, no. So KDM, Austria taking over Husfana and it's gonna be their first year and they want a young guy, um, fresh blood, blah blah blah, you've just come off a good season. Like I had great speed, you know, had it all sorted, everything. And Mossy was
0: always legit.
2: Like yeah. anytime
0: you're at like he was always fast. Like <laughs> Yeah. Especially in Australia. Yeah,
2: when <laughs> like the yeah. last round it was the I love it. I just he would get so fired up. Yeah, yeah. like he he's a dog. Like get, he's a dog with a bone. Yeah, he would sure. get so fired up. And like Harvey Bay, I'd always go first and practice. I'd pin it. And he's on there and he's pumped me off the track in practice. And I was just like, that's sick. I've caught him and just T-boned him like so hard. And he's gone off the track. He's having a cry. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so then then we go to it was like the second last round of Shepperton or something. It was a concrete start. concrete
0: start concrete track (laughs) yeah
2: and I was you know I just couldn't get my form back like I had like you said that 120% before and then I was at 90% like I just couldn't get that and Matt stepped it up and anyway I get a good start I, I get to the lead I pass his brother Jake I get to the lead I get like a 15 second gap next minute Ryan's putting like 10 like Matt's coming you know Matt passes me and I was just like, cause we had some issues like <clears throat> along the way. And uh, I remember it's just this big sweeper into one rut and there's a single <laughs> and he's passed me clean. And I've he's just gone like straight for that line. I've just held the thing wide. I pretty much closed my eyes almost. Like I just didn't <laughs> shut off, aim for that inside and just folded both of us. Like he went into the corner and I just T-boned him so hard and we both crashed. And I picked it up and he just looks at me and just gives me the finger <laughs> and just rides off. And I just, when I get angry, I can't ride. Like I'm a real relaxed wheelie things, hop. Like, you know, when I get bulldoggy, I smash into things and lose speed and and whatever. So I'm pretty much bending these handlebars into my lap trying to catch <laughs> this dude because I just wanted to beat him so bad. And um, he gave me the finger. So, and he just kept gapping me, gapping me and went over the finish line. So, he's like
0: the exact opposite. So, him and Chad are the same. Chad's the kind of guy that rides better when he's pulling the handlebars into his lap. Mossy is the exact same, bro. Like, you'd almost like on JDR, like we'd almost fuck with him. Yeah. (laughs) To the point where like he gets super, super mad because like he's just that guy like Keisha was the same yeah you know like there's some dudes that you've got to get yeah. angry and you're the exact no, you like, just
2: got to be like you've got to be
0: laughing under your helmet yeah. to go fast
2: yeah oh you just got to be like oh I don't reckon you'd win this race you know like and I'll be like what do you reckon and I'll be like I'll show you like yeah I need that sort of stuff I don't need like you don't need to be up, angry like, yeah because yeah. when I fire up and get that feeling in my gut like I want to punch someone yeah, I'll hit the gate. Like, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And those corners, I'll push them off the track. Yeah, well, like it doesn't the work. Big burn blast. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know. Hey, and that's when I'm having fun. <laughs> <We know. laughs> I'm smiling. You should see when I'm angry. <laughs> but anyway, I pull in the Ryan, and Ryan's like, Oh, good race, mate. And I was like, Man, he just walked away from me. Like, whatever. Matt turns around to me, and he's just like, Blah, blah, blah. Do that again. I'm going to punch your face in. And I just like, straight off my bike, let's go. Like, and he's like, like and then, like, sort of started a thing. And anyway, we're back at the truck. Next met him and Jake come walking over. And, and I was like, oh, yeah. I just walked straight over there. And I was like, what do you want? And he's like, no, nah, man. Like, we're way better than everyone. I don't want I don't want this sort of stuff. Like, just clean racing. And I was like, man, don't hold shot because I'm going to snap my forks off. Like, <laughs> we had, like, a thing going like
0: that. You know the thing with Mossy, too, is, like, it was, it was always about the money yeah. with him. Like... And I don't mean it as like that's the only reason he raced, but when he was leading the championship, like him coming to you in that moment and saying like, "Let's just not mess with each other anymore," that's because he just doesn't want to lose money. Yeah. Like he he was so like gnarly about winning and getting paid, which like I think riders should be. Yeah. But it's it's funny like because in that moment you would have just been like, "Fuck the points that let's take oh, yeah. all that let's take all this shit away like let's just go." Yeah,
2: man. I never i just get fired up like you know it takes me a long time to fire up like most people will but um you know then when i get fired up i just want to bash everyone yeah like or well, that person and so like, what happened in the next moto so that was the end of the day
0: yeah but like the next time did it no nah, then it we cool went to cool
2: him and and jake was i was racing jake the whole time like because it's for championship he was protecting matt and yeah we were hitting each other off the track and stuff and no shit yeah it, it was like, I think they had a thing with um, Josh Hill in Supercross. Um, when... They did Josh it. Josh Hill rode yeah. for DPH. I think Jake took him out or something. Or, yeah. But that's got to be expected. Like, see, for me, I'm like, as a racer, I'm like, well, of course that's going to happen. Like, I experienced it and that's fine. I just wasn't good enough. I was... Like I said, I put myself in that position. I injured myself. Yeah, but that's- like with
0: them, and it's like, I don't know how like i don't really know much about the situation but like they've both been done for performance enhancing drugs which like you look at other sports like they took lance armstrong's medals away yeah you know like does it is that have you ever thought about that like you like is it a piss off that they could have been cheating then too but didn't get caught and then that cost you a championship or do you just still think you lost a championship
2: yeah yeah but i also put myself in that position um and Cause that is kind of gnarly Really Like with, yeah. It's
0: not something that Really gets talked about That much But it's like Fuck Like That's There's dudes in the um, Like dudes in the UFC Where Like TJ Dillashaw He just got done And he beat This dude Cody Garbrandt Twice Who was the champ so, like, he knocked out the champ to get the belt and then he tested yep. for EPO and, like, it's just, like, fuck that dude's career. Because, yeah. like, there's head injuries and shit involved. Mm. So, he got two bad head injuries from this dude that was on EPO. Yeah. It's, like, it's, a, it's pretty gnarly when that shit gets involved. Yeah. That, and, again, I'm not saying, like, I don't know that they obviously have said they didn't take anything, but they got tested and whatever. Yeah. So, but it's just, like, I'm, it's not really talked about. Yeah.
2: It's a hard one in our sport because, um, especially here in Australia i laugh because i'm like these dudes are getting four-year bands and how much advantage are they getting like i mean like seriously like you know like jill's been a big part of my training this year and uh and i've got my trainer jarrah breeze as well and we write programs up you know jarrah's been my trainer since 2009 and it hasn't it just hasn't been perfect like his side's perfect but you know It's always like, oh, it's got to be flexible because you might go testing this day and blah, Mm. blah, blah. So you've got to work around it. And you don't
0: know when you're going to be tired either. Yeah. Because you you can't really
2: push through. Like there is
0: a point where if you're like legitimately tired and you know deep down that it's from training hard, like you do have to listen to your body too. And it might not, rest might not be on the program.
2: Yeah, yeah. But in saying that, you know, I would get to a point where it's like, okay gym session but like nailing it and then then it would just start slipping a little bit like you know oh i'm not doing this this week like oh but i was i went riding and, and drove 8 hours like this mm. and that but what was i doing nothing i didn't do any active recovery or you know anything to help this sort of stuff so this year is where we nailed it you know if i drove eight hours i was going for a recovery cycle so you, you know, just
0: fully committed this year
2: oh this year was like everything was to a t and yeah. um that's been my biggest thing is jill in my corner you know before i walk out i look on the board oh yeah it's got the week it's all planned out simple like i know what i gotta do you know whereas when it's just in your head like mm. you know you get a program stuff and it's flexible to where you work it half the time you don't do half of the stuff like even though you think man i'm training my butt off and all this sort of stuff but it's just not it's just not done properly like nailed and that's what i well jill executed this year really well with me because that's the person i am like um i kind of need structure and yeah and that side of it so what i'm getting to is like i'm like these dudes just these guys with no team behind them that are sneaking taking drugs and stuff, you know. As you know, you've seen like Icarus and you've seen stuff about the yeah. Lance Armstrong thing. Yeah, they inject drugs into them, but what are they doing with those drugs? Yeah, they've got trainers on them. They're in laboratories. They're doing vo2 max testing each month to make sure that they're making improvements and then if they're not they need to see why well that like,
0: brian fogel dude like in icarus he took those drugs and actually got worse results yeah like he didn't even but do that better. was a bit mechanical and stuff yeah, but yeah.
2: by the vo2 max and stuff he was he better, was better at, yeah he was fitter but that's like see when i was in europe when i went to but the that's GTC, what i'm saying is like
0: you can't control that in motocross like you might be fitter you can still have a mechanical you can still have a you know so like to go with what you're saying is like will you really will it make you better like is the risk worth it because you could be way fitter and way stronger would be winning motors by 30 seconds but if you get a dnf at the first round and then a chain break at the second last round you're out of the championship and you're at risk of getting popped for drugs
2: but like what i'm getting to is like these guys are they've taken some drugs that are illegal like they get a four-year ban so that's the risk i don't have the balls to do that i couldn't there's no way in hell i could go to my dad and my mum and be like you know what i can't race for four years because i've been doing this mm. like it you know f- that'd crush a i couldn't do it i almost feel like crying now you know and and the thing that is crazy for me is like i look at it and i'm like i haven't i haven't ticked all my boxes mm. you know like i haven't done all this stuff to warrant doing drugs like i'm not a good enough rider and athlete yet like you look at swimmers like their programs you look at tennis players and you look at these dudes up against me like their workload's way bigger and their their structure and they got a physio once a week you know they're getting massage they're getting
0: what did they blah 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 I wish we could look it up. What LeBron James, have you ever heard of the stat that LeBron James spends on himself every year? It's like something like $3 million that he spends on full time chefs, full time physios, yeah. full time like cryo, float tanks, ice bars, masseuses. Yeah. The like there's some, it's in the millions of dollars that he yep. spends just on himself a year. LeBron, yeah. like that is That's crazy. Could you imagine that? Like, if yeah. can you just could you imagine that having the reset? like if someone come to you and they're like, look, we're not going to give you money, but here's a credit card and you can spend it on whatever you want. If it's to do with you getting physically fitter, can you, yeah, Im- but that would be gnarly.
2: That's, that was my experience pretty much at Red Bull DTC in Austria. You really? know, I broke my leg. I was, I think I went there at the four week mark, like broken tip fib. I'm on crutches. Blah, blah, blah. And then I walk in Todd waters on the, on the thing. Okay, you've got laboratory, so you get blood tested, uh, to make sure you're recovered, your CK levels up, and then you go so before you go, you do like a week testing. Hmm. So you a motocross rider we do like a it's like VO2 max, like it's like a max test. They take your blood to see they do heart rate and lactic acid. So to see how like What fatigue your threshold is, yeah. So you go running one day, then you go rowing one day, then you go cycling one day. And then the next day's a strength, like, yeah. and then they have physio as well. So at this facility, I'd walk in. I was there for ten weeks at one stage. Walk in, go to the laboratory. Yep, CK is good. Okay, go through to Michael to the training. I do like a ninety-minute cycle. Yeah. Then I'd go to the to the physio, and we'd be doing physio stuff. Like physios aren't just lay down and give you a massage. Like yeah. People think. Like you know, physio. I've never worked so hard. Like balancing on my leg. You know, because when you're doing a tib fib like all your muscles go that hold your arch up in yeah. your foot and this and that so my feet were like one was it like So is it
0: when you've got an arch in your foot is that held there by muscles like is that yep. muscles holding it like that yeah so, so what happens does the does that like collapse and then your foot just goes flat if it if those yeah, muscles basically, jack-
2: but as you can imagine if like this one's held up with the muscles and then this one's gone flat so then it's putting imbalance on everything every like your Com- hips your compensate. knees everything yeah, yeah. so then all of a sudden when you run you start flicking your toe around and yeah. like just crazy stuff going on so most valuable thing for me was the physio like and like this facility like you're going on a like you go to the physio and she's doing like insane she had maria she had the stick and like where the muscle where the break was in my leg the muscle sort of um like calcifies in a way. Like it it gets angry because it's trying to go, oh, it's over calcified yeah. the bone. Yeah. Yeah. So the muscle's got big lumps. So she's just in. I'm crying, man. I'm just like, I like hate Like she's it.
0: trying to like break that scar tissue. Yeah. Oh, the, what the, They call that fascia. When yeah. That, yeah. Fascia. Yeah.
2: So we're doing that stuff and just. The wildest stuff you go on like a treadmill and it's weighted and it shows how much weight you're putting through everything when you walk and run and and then you go from that to then doing exercises strengthening your glutes because that's why this is doing this and blah 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 like so it's insane so i went from that experience to then being like what have i been doing
1: mm.
2: you know like dudes you know when i sort of turned pro guys are like man we don't get paid enough for what we do we put the air this and that and at that stage, I was like, you're a, you's a kidding. I'm getting paid six bucks an hour putting cupboards together, putting some kitchen in some dude's house, you know, as a cabinet maker apprentice. Mm. like, And trying to do this shit on the weekend. Like, I'm doing that. And then I can't wait to get there on the weekend. Like, four o'clock, I'm going riding, I'm going riding. Like, you know, and then I get there and these dudes are like, oh, like, I'm like, far out. So I've got that in the back of my head mm. as my career. And so then then I've gone to then have that experience at Red Bull and I'm like these dudes are going on how hard they work and stuff I work harder than everyone else and I ain't doing it properly you know there's so and now you just type in Google and you can find every single thing you want Mm -hmm. and so there's like I'm saying with the drug thing there's so much that I can do before I need to go down that avenue and and Let's say I went down that avenue now. I don't have the resources to get the advantage out of it. Mm. Like, what's it going to do? We're talking cold, and Flu. I could take a cold, and Flu tablet and get a band for it. What's that give you? Like, mm. how's that going to make you win on the weekend? Well, I don't think that's the shit people are taking for yeah, performance. But how good do you think? Like, you know? Yeah. I don't think that these drugs are that great. But They
0: could probably get you... It's sort of what you're saying, though, is like... You don't have to put in all the effort, like the effort that you put in naturally, working as hard as you do. Some guy could maybe work, say, seventy percent as hard as what you do, yeah, but be as fit as you are.
2: Yeah, but are they doing it?
0: Well, that's what I'm. That's what. That's what I'm. But it's like
2: people who are taking the drugs don't want to do the work. They find an easy way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they take the drugs, are they working as hard as me? 'Cause if, if they were, then they'd get the proper advantages exactly, and I wouldn't be yeah. able to compete, would I? Yeah, yeah.
0: But that's what, so that's what I mean, is like, you know, you look back at a season where you only lose by a few points and then you find out a couple years later that dude gets a four year ban or whatever. Yeah. And and I like Matt. Like there's it's not like I'm having a goal at him, but it's yeah. just to play that devil's advocate for the sake of the conversation is like yeah. what's it you know, what's it like to, to only just miss out on a championship? To a guy that you know, down the track, you're like, "Fuck, was he doing that then to beat like yeah. 2019 was my first championship? Like, yeah. fuck, mate, maybe did I win one in what year was that? 2012, 13? Yeah, did yeah. I win a championship
2: in 2013?
0: Yeah, maybe, I don't know,
2: maybe. Yeah, but hey, oh, the thought goes through your head, like, and, that, I and you know, that. that's
0: all I'm saying is like, but when, when that shit goes down, you're like, well, f- have I already won one of these? Yeah,
2: but when it happened, like, you know, when I look back on it now, I'm like, I've had. A great career you know There's halted for four years yeah um you know when you do bad things bad things happen and and i just i didn't chuck a tanny i didn't go to court i didn't do anything you know i just was like yep no dramas and all of a sudden i've got a ride in europe and yeah I, had a diff- yeah I took a different path um so that's yeah it, it's yeah it's probably a difficult thing to swallow but for me i just i just i've always been good like that i crash yeah like, if I don't make the triple and I crash...
0: You're not holding on to shit. Yeah,
2: I just go around hit, I forget things really quick. Yeah. Like, I've been sort of programmed to do that so you don't get scared. And I guess I'm the same with that. Like, I'm just like, whatever, he beat me. Like, that sucks ass, but let's get the next one.
0: Yeah, I'll just do it again. So then 14, you went to Europe for the first time.
2: Yeah, so that happened with at, um Rob ET got me that deal. And so we raced the motocross with battling with matt and then that next week rob tyrell and i flew over to europe i tested with ice one um for a couple days uh for a couple weeks so and then we raced the nations and then they wanted me to get my collarbone played out so i flew back got that out then i flew back over again tested the 350 up against the 450 um with tyler rattray for two weeks then they flew me back for christmas and then i flew back over straight away um over new year's eve we flew and then straight to um, Spain and we did two weeks testing there. Flew back to Belgium for a week and then flew back down um, and did the three rounds of Italian Championship. Straight into Qatar. Um, so that's like a, whatever it is, 15 hour flight. And then to Thailand, GP. And then back to Europe, raced um, Arco. And uh, yeah, I was currently sixth in the World Championship. That's um, crazy, eh? Yeah, like... Oh, and then we went to Brazil after Arco. And yeah, I battled with Paul Arne the whole time. I was fourth, man, the whole race. And on the last lap, I got caught behind a lapper and he passed me. And, but yeah, it was just like, I don't know. I was, I was done by then. Mm. Like come from, like, that's what people don't realize. That's a hectic schedule, eh? Like we went to, we went to tracks and I was just like, I remember in Thailand.
0: And that was hot, eh?
2: Yeah, really hot. But I was like, there's a tabletop, right? And then a big roller and you scrub the roller. And then, so you got, on the Saturday, you got, it's a big weekend. Friday you go, you sign on, do all your stuff. Saturday you ride. So you do 30-minute practice, then you come in. And then you do 30-minute qualifying session. then you come in, then you got 25-minute race. No points scored yet. So that's like doing one race here, like around here. Mm. Tracks are way way rougher way everything way faster people bigger crowds so nerves are there so that's taking energy so anyway i go out and practice and then i come in and some old mates jumped from the tabletop to the single and i was like was it <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what can you do that like honestly Go is tell this is not allowed. Is this for real? Like, they need to say you can't jump that under the first lap like they do in Australia. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, true. No, but, like, come from here where they're, like, all the rules and regulations, like, can't have doubles, can't this, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. I'm not chucking off. Yeah. You know, I'm done with all that stuff. Like, I really enjoy racing here and stuff. But I'm just saying my experience, I get there and it was... That handicapped you a It bit. was something like 40-something 40, 40 metres. Like, I'm talking... I'm talking huge, like it didn't even. I didn't even walk the track and go. Oh, imagine if someone jumped this.
0: Mm. Like, that's big then when you yeah, don't even. Yeah, like, it was yeah.
2: ridiculous. So in our it's qualifying like session, foot, forty meters. Yeah, in the qualifying session, I'm riding around the whole time, trying to size this thing up, and then I just went. I just looked. I just remember looking down. I was doing a slow lap, and I just looked down. I was like, "You're on factory house Vana, man." Like. One of the biggest teams in the world. You will jump this next lap. <laughs> like, there's no question, you know? So I just went around, I clicked as many gears I could and just held that thing wedged and just made it. Like, it was like this big, long straight and then you wheelied over the single and just everything on the 450. And was everyone doing it? Nah. So then, like, I think I followed Tommy Searle because we were all doing the same thing. And I just sort of followed him over it, jumped it. I went through the berm and then that was that. So every lap I was just scared as in the race Tommy Saw's bike stopped over it. Oh, and I was like that's that's no why good. we shouldn't like do like this jump he's that dead, bed, this yeah. dude, like. And so there's they were that was my experience racing world championship like I mean in general. Um when I raced the nations at Torch Intel, I walked around the track and I'm just like the these are huge. The up ramps on the finish line, like everything is just massive you know and i'm it was no drama like you do it but it puts the wind up you like you're like
0: yeah but then dudes like hurlings aren't even looking no, at it they, as a, it's not even a thing that enters yeah, their brain like just they just like, don't care
2: yeah because they've done it forever yep. like it's their 10th year racing gps and done that track so they're just worried about hitting the corners fast and i'm going around going hurrah straight jumping these things going how big well that's is like
0: dude you'd go to tracks like when we'd go shoot roxon yeah like we'd go shoot him at every every moto track whatever like it or even like stewart's house dude like i remember when mossy rode at stewart's mm. house he was we we're standing on the balcony like of the big james's shed he's got like this balcony up there and you can like see everything and matt was just like dude fuck this
2: <laughs> yeah and he matt is awesome at jumping yeah He don't care.
0: Nah. And he was sitting there, like he ended up jumping everything easy because they're easy jumps to jump. But he was like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then Malcolm's standing there like, what are you talking about? Yeah. This is, these are the easiest. J- He's like, I'd rather hit these jumps than any other jumps yeah. that you could ever hit. He's like, all you do is just hold it wide open yeah. out of every turn <laughs> and they're like perfect. Like they're made for the, yeah. they're just made for like holding it wide open. Yeah. And then he ended up like basically first lap jumping everything, but he yeah. followed Malcolm just, and you just hear him just <laughs> like he was sending it. But like, but then you go with Ken, like I remember we went to, fuck, what was the track? Oh, it was like this really cool outdoor track that we were filming him at. And there was like massive jumps. Like you couldn't really gauge him either. Mm. Like, you know, you're not like jumping a little bit yeah. and like just to even see. He just knew how, like he just knew what to do. Yeah. Everything. First lap. Massive whips. Yeah. Every, not even a question. And I'm looking like, dude, we're going to be here for ages just until he like figures a track out. Same thing as Glamis when we shot yep. that fox thing in the sand dunes, bro. He just sent everything, yeah. And it's like that's the difference yeah. when guys grow up doing but that the, shit.
2: The different, like you know, like torch and tell is it gets ruddy and pretty gnarly in practice. It's wet, ruddy, like it's gnarly. And there's this triple up the hill that you send up the hill, and then it just turns straight away. Like you just mm, on the brakes yeah, turn know that to make inside. And then I'll just I just remember it's just like, just sky, you know, and it's a triple down the hill,
0: mm.
2: and I'm walking the track going,
0: go faster see this. But
2: what if I don't make it? <laughs> yeah. No, hang on. What if I overjump the thing? Like, you know, it's a it's a proper jump, and I just couldn't, I it really couldn't get my head around doing this stuff.
0: Like you just fell out of your depth yeah, with everything massive. that you, yeah.
2: And um, Bulgaria was another one like jill was there with me and i come in after practice and i was just like are people jumping that triple down the hill like a bulk area because it, it was just deep ruts you could see the foot yeah. pegs like that's scary man like at cool and people are saying like oh man that little double little ruts up i'm like are you just kidding yeah the jump is like a 65 jump i'm like in europe it gets a bump in the middle because they're onto it and they're jumping 100 foot yeah Like Lawson Bopping said to me, "When remember when we raced Lommel? And he's like, the Nations? And he's like, remember that massive quad down the back? And I was like, do I ever, every lap, just go Every lap when I'd land, I'd go, oh, I made it. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and so anyway, I was like, are people jumping that? Jill's like, yeah, 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 they're jumping it. So anyway, I was sixth in the world championship at that stage. And I'd never been to these tracks, you know, so I didn't know... Like, we're in Bulgaria, they give me a, a card, like, auntie gives me a card that I, I'm i a flag marshal for the FIM motocross, like, that I work for them because it's so corrupt, the policemen, that they pull you over and uh, want to steal yeah. your stuff because they reckon that, oh, you cross the white line, 500 euro, we take you to the bank. You know, so going in the countries like this, racing a bike, and she's telling me that some dude's jumping a 30-meter triple down the hill with ruts up it. I remember going around the qualifying race, and he passed me and he like i'm just hitting these things pretty much wheeling off it because i'm scared that yeah he's gonna, gonna hit. hit and he scrubs it and i'm like this is unbelievable how do you
0: scrub when there's straight line ruts going down this dribble
2: like when i when i raced the world championship first time i was just like these these are men like You know, like, my old man always talked about, like, oh, Jeff Release and that. Like, they rode the five hundred, like, they were men. Yeah. You know, like, (laughs) dad's always said that, like, and I've always sort of, like, hard, you know. Yeah. Joel Smets and these guys, like, they're men, you know. You see these dudes. When I got over there, I was like, no kidding. Like, ride for two days, like, I can't... Well, that's like when Townley come back, bro.
0: When Townley come back, like, when we were on speakerphone to him the other day and he's talking about Conondale, like yeah he that's a fucking man riding that bike and he just makes everybody else look like boys and
2: hey that was me yeah yeah that's 2012 like i raced do you remember that race yeah so i got second that day to ben and so josh and i coppins were having a hell battle like we're just going for it billy mckenzie was in there as well i raced with billy one race and i remember last race it might have been and i passed josh and he like got drunk's hill and it goes all the way up it's like It's 40-odd seconds or more, that Mm. side of the track. yeah. And I'm just, I can't, I didn't even look at a pit board. I didn't, because I'm just battling hard with Josh. And I go over that drunk hill jump, and Townley's coming back this way. And I've gone, like, what? That can't be Townley, you know? I come over the finish line, and I felt like fist-pumping that I won. He was, (laughs) I think, I don't know exactly how far he beat us by, but... Like, I talk to him about it now. I'm just like, man, that was just insane. You're lucky I was only a kid, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, he no, said but, the
0: other day that was the best he's ever felt yeah. on a motorcycle in his yeah. entire life. How crazy is that? that yeah, like, but
2: he had no competition. It was just racing a kid. Yeah, true. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, like, can you imagine all those years he battled Villopoto, yeah. all that, that, that shit that he did in his career, and, yeah. like, that one day at Conondale was, like, his yeah it's not like how do you even have a memory of like that you know yeah
2: but it still is strange to me because after racing Europe like I I know why Jeffrey 10 seconds quicker or whatever because the track is like just insane and and by the time you come to the actual race that counts to get 10th you're cooked I'm like you know I'm sitting down coming out of corners and stuff like obviously when I was there and I was doing on the program I got on onto it and I was you know the two-day events were fine but at the start, that's, you know, that's how it is. And I just think I'm like, like I look back and I'm like, you know, all these experiences, all these things, like I stood on the podium at in the MX1 class, like 10th ever GP in, in my life, you know. I'd never been to these tracks before. Never mm. raced that track and we got 10th, uh, we got a podium. I remember standing up there. I didn't feel emotional. I didn't feel nothing. I walked up on there. And I looked over at Stryboss and I can't remember who won that round. And I was just like, oh, Fevra. And I was like, I'm going to win one of these. I didn't think, like, I didn't think, like, didn't be like, yeah, this is, I was just like, I'm going to win this. Because I was like, how, how can this be possible? How can I do this? Like, I was like, I've never been this track for one. Like, it's, I've only raced 10 GPs like in my life like and
0: when you felt so far out of your
2: league yeah like i'm just like like imagine if
0: i feel good here one day
2: oh imagine if i'm just charging through fit like you know like where i should be feeling kind of thing yeah and that like going fast forward and like that's what was special about this championship like you know i've had these races i've had these things and and every athlete can sort of say it and i used to say it to jill because you know she's your partner and well, the she's one seen person everything. but they're the one person that you just tell everything to yeah sort of thing. yeah said to her a hundred times i'm like i i love seeing like the olympics and stuff and these sports where people are crying like it really means something to me like i i see them and i'm like that's so special i've never i've never had any emotion like you know as a rider i worked hard this year to enjoy my wins like you'll see me going over the finish line like enjoying it yeah as a kid i'd win a race like you know i'd win my first national and i would ride over going huh just won like it didn't feel like i trained hard and i expected why do you reckon that was But just because you expected it. yeah i expected like i expected to win and when i didn't i worked harder like that's how it worked when i didn't win i was hungry It, it annoyed me and i was angry about it and then when i won i was like that's how it should be you know like i work for this like you know i go to the tracks and when i see mossy doing like breaking the track up and doing sprints and that next day i'm doing that you know because that's why that's why he's beating me like i was like that as a kid all the time like why why like how come like so when this year i worked on you know because we had we'd have the red plate lose it red like It kind of is a it was a strange championship like i i won the first round and then at one thaggy we broke a subframe and and dnf'd you know that's championship gone i was just like especially
0: with the weird points with the 35 points yeah
2: and i was like like second rate i'm done like i've had a dnf that's i went out and won the last race that day but a dnf i was like So then we've been catching points up then we caught the points up and i was back in the hunt and i was like this is awesome and then like i made some mistakes like at maitland like i wanted to win the last five rounds and i i won the four out of the five and maitland i was just yeah i was so worried about going to that track yeah i I feel like that was kind of in your head a little bit yeah it was like and anyway Even
0: steve was talking about like there was some stuff that he didn't think was going to be good there yeah
2: and that's... Would um, you do that
0: different now? Do you reckon, like, because it, it was... Like, you guys were worried about it. Like, do you reckon that maybe you were so worried about it that you made the things that you were worried about happen in a way? Yeah, I don't or know. Or do you think it was out of your control no, sort like, of
2: stuff? The thing that disappointed me was, like, concrete start, you know? I went and got concrete from Bunnings, like, these blocks. I took them everywhere with me. I did so many concrete starts. I was like... Because that track is, like, a super gosh track. Like, it's all... It's pretty much start. You've got to be in top three kind of thing. Yeah. Well, the first one I tried to get, because it's like rough concrete, then it goes to smooth. And I tried to get my wheel on the rough stuff and I hit the gate mm. in the first race. So I was pretty much last. And I come and then I'll make crash in the first turn. I get tangled up with him. So I come from last. like, And it was just like one of those weekends. My starts weren't there. I don't think there's a bump on the track. Like, mm. yeah, it was just a difficult weekend and that was yeah that disappointed me I didn't put myself in the position to, to get results um, but yeah you know when I won I made sure that I was like like it come from my heart like you mm-hmm. know none, no more of this bullshit where I just ride over the finish line just like oh yeah mad like I want it to to feel something you know what
0: made you change that though like or how um, did you even let yourself feel that
2: more well Jill's good with that stuff you know like she's big on being in the moment like she's always saying to me like you she know. did not want to be in the
0: moment on su- sunday with the yeah. last start she was out of that moment <laughs> she was like i'm done fuck this <laughs> i don't want to watch but you know did <laughs> you hear her banging on yeah that, the other th- yeah because yeah, she was it. telling me and everything. Yeah.
2: Uh, no it was awesome but like she's big on she's good with my head like like appreciating things and and stuff like that like you don't she says like, like like when i win around, but when i went around naturally sunday go to the podium like yeah mad like good battle and stuff monday i'm ready to train mm. like i've forgotten about all that it's done like and people are like oh awesome you got to win i'm like oh yeah all right like i did these corner shit like i need to get better I'm, this week i'm gonna be better you know you know that I yeah. never you know
0: that's like a, feel it? there's a bit of I feel like that's just a bit of an Aussie thing and especially like where we come from too yeah. like your dad's a hard-working dude he's yeah. very humble guy like your granddad's a hard-working humble guy like yeah. there's no one's ever really especially that was around you as a kid is like pumping anyone's tires up and like I felt like the same thing mm. growing up and I would feel the same thing when like a video came out, like when dream yeah. ride come out, that was massive. Like it got yeah. over a million views, but like I, I've felt the same thing of like now, even with the podcast, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's not that good. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's a, part, a bit of a cultural thing about being like a, a male, mm. you know, especially coming from like a real male family. Yeah. Like, you know, there's maybe some kids that live in cities and stuff like that, where their, their parents have different, kind of jobs and they're they're in different environments and that you know i don't know i just i could see just like the way that you grew up would have an impact on that kind of like stoicism where it's like yep cool just got to work hard because you're from a hard working place
2: yeah and i like that's something there's there's something good in that too though yeah 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 it makes who i am and but you know that's where jill's and you don't have to brag or anything like that but but you
0: can enjoy the
2: moment yeah you can give yourself permission to like take it in at that time well you know be like be like it like did it you know like you know whether it like just feel something because i never feel anything like win a race and my mentality straight away is like man that last lap like i should have had my feet on the pegs or you know i never go over the finish line just like yes like you know yeah and I remember watching when I was a kid a European thing, and Billy McKenzie, he um he used to he won every race that was in Japan, and uh, yeah, the dude, GP. that's right, yeah. And it's funny because then we crossed paths and raced each other, and I know Billy quite well now. And Billy's a very intelligent guy. Like he's, you know, you can just when you talk to him.
0: Yeah, he's a different cat too. Yeah, like the way he thinks about stuff is very yeah, yeah. different. But even like the good mo- way.
2: even like the motorbike, like. I've heard him say he's just like, you know, man, like, and he just focused and he's just like, like, I just need to get off my brakes and like, you know, he really analyzes stuff and I yeah. respect that because I'm a bit like that as well. Um, and anyway, when I was, I was like 14 year old kid and Billy that interview and everyone and Billy McKenzie come on he's just like talking about like the school teachers giving him a hard time and stuff like, like he said, I want to be MXGP champion one day and they'll just like laugh and sort of thing and um and anyway he won the gp there and they show i get goosebumps now thinking of it It really stuck with me like it's got beautiful like ruddy track clay and it shows billy stand at top of this hill with all the crowd like just stand there like this Mm. like with his bike laid over and um and he says like in his interview he was like i just won that race and i just went up and he he's like i was just like yes like you know like enjoyed it and that stuck with me. I've just been like, man, that's just gives me goosebumps, a good Mm. feeling and I'm amped for him like that, you know, because I've never had that. I've never gone over the finish line just being like, Mm. you know, I've never, I've always just that slipped by and I look back at my career now and I'm like, that sucks. You know, when I've had good times, like getting a podium, first ever podium, I'm thinking like, I'm going to win, man. Like, and there's no reason why I couldn't, you know, like there's a fair, there's a fair call, you know, why we got four podium, I mean, four top fives that year, we got a podium, like there could be a chance where something could happen, I could get a second or, you know. Yeah,
0: go two, three
2: and wins the overall. Could happen, someone injure himself or whatever, but the point that Jill says is like, you didn't enjoy that and it might not ever come again, Mm. hasn't. I never got another podium and you don't i'll never have you don't have
0: that photo you don't have that memory of like standing on the yeah you just i never
2: i just walked up yeah that's sick like got photos like whatever my mum and dad are crying i didn't cry with them like because i'm just like man i'm going back to train Mm. when i when i succeed i it just amps me like i i have a hard time having monday off Like, so my trainer so jarrah and i had a deal this year that I was like, he's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, the fittest I've ever felt in my life. Like, I said, if if I win, he's, I'm like, I'm gonna ride on Mondays. He's like, nah, you gotta recover, like this and that. And I was like, I just want to be an animal like hurlings, you know, like. And he's just we're arguing about. It. He's like, okay, I'll do your deal. If you clean sweep it, super pole both motos, you can you can ride on Monday. So Gibbsy beats me in the last race at Gimpy, and I was just like. We had this sort of thing going. I couldn't do it, like, just... And then at Coolum, I did it. And he's like, oh, well, you can ride tomorrow. You can ride on Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that doesn't count. I do it on Sunday. He's like, yep, we're going to track on Monday. I was like, nah, I'm going to go surfing.
0: Dobson beat you into the pole, but on Saturday, right? Qualifying.
2: No, no, I won both. Did oh, I qualifying, but yeah, like super Oh, but super bowl. Yeah. yeah
0: righto. So, That's crazy, eh? Yeah. Well, you did get to ride Sunday.
2: Yeah, but yeah so pretty much this year well did you enjoy that feeling
0: when you did win this year yeah
2: so that's what i've been working on i go over the finish line and i'm just like i get this feeling in my gut now you know and i put it on a bit
0: yeah but yeah that's what i was gonna say like are you just letting yourself feel that real emotion or are you like putting it on to try and like train yourself yeah
2: so i gotta put it on you know like like gimpy and these races like round six i was like yeah like you know and it kind of comes, you know. Yeah. And you're like shit, yeah. And Jill run like Jill gets amped, um, and that's sort of what we were working on getting more into it. Yeah. Well, it's and it made like, it more enjoyable. It's like being um, grateful for the yeah.
0: for it too, you know.
2: Yeah. And then like coming to Coolum, like because I'd done that a few times, like I was like, imagine like, you know, because I'm just I don't ever build the trophy cabinet before I went. Yeah. Know? Like I'm just like man, Matt, it'd be so sick if I could clench this like. And I just focused on my racing and then the last race sort of come and thinking about I started like getting teary teary feeling like when you're watching a movie I was like how sick's this you know like because for me that's not me like I don't get that and I was that's been my sort of I wanted that one day like yeah people work so hard for like four years for an Olympics and they win it and they cry you know like yeah And that's not an easy thing and you know as big as the goal is or as small as the goal is I don't really give a crap to tell you the truth but that time like I could reflect on trying to get this championship like we explain it's been it started back years ago like the 450 championship when I was 18 you know that's 10 years ago I've been trying to get this and I've had almost you know when I come back from Europe I didn't have the red plate those two years before i left last year but every year up until then i've had the red plate pretty much like at some point and so it's you know it was a pretty pretty cool thing like i i was holding back i was just i was like i'm gonna win this last race
0: yeah i wondered you know? what you like i wondered what game you were gonna play because like you probably didn't need to do no like
2: we had a big we almost was, had a round almost had it, a yeah. race
0: um i i had a f- feeling like because i stood up there with jill up at the little mx store booth yep. that they had and um leah was just like dude he, he's just gonna he'll win this moto like you'd already won everything like you yeah you'd, you'd have to just feel like as soon as you got into race mode like you were just gonna go i was i was fucking tripping and i was standing i said <laughs> it was funny i was just I was jill see uh we're standing there and i was like I just, I said, I was like, I've known this cunt since he was 10. Yeah. And he's want like, he has not done, like, this is the one thing he's not done. Yeah. And Jill was like, seriously, shut up. Like, don't <laughs> say that. I'm like, no, but like, uh, but, and I was like, no, like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this is the moment that he's wanted. Like, this yeah. is his chance. Like, he can do this. Yeah. And then, dude, when you come around the start and you basically got the whole shot, I've, that's when I had tears in my eyes because yeah. I was like, that's what i was worried about i was like if he i just i felt like if you got through the first turn and you had the whole shot it's so automatic yeah like you you just going into that mode like yeah it'd be hard i feel like it'd be harder for you to not go on autopilot than it would like it'd be harder for you to let shit get into your head when you're riding than not yeah so like that's when i just got like the biggest wave of emotion was when you got the whole shot and jill was banging on the thing and i was like he's gonna fucking do it like he actually is gonna do this and then then i was even looking on the lap times to see like how many people you'd lapped because even once you get like 70 percent of the race done if you'd lapped enough people even if your chain snapped or something crazy, like you still would have won the championship because of like, you'd led so many laps and you'd lapped dudes. So I was like, and I said to Jill, I was like, i feel like he's already won like even if the bike fucking explodes like he's already won but she was just like don't say that like just let him let let's do the thing (laughs) and then i just i had to walk off i was like i'm out i'm gonna walk down to the podium (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm fucking done with this shit but like you could just see like you're clicking off the laps and like you did what i thought you'd do Mm. with being so on that weekend is like get the whole shot and just win the race but like Dude, I knew you were shitting yourself the whole week before cool and me even yeah. like you, yeah. Like, you can't you can't like not be nervous for yeah, something that normal. you've worked so long for.
2: Yeah. And people are like, Oh man, like you're quiet is everything and I'm just like Bro Are you serious? <laughs> like I close my eyes at night and it's just like, like, yeah. like oh man, don't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just forever all night opening your eyes like this going, oh man, don't Did you sleep there. those two nights very well or not? Nah? Hey So I've been listening to Coach Rob's stuff. Oh, have you? Yeah. Far so a I listened to your podcast yeah. and Wardy, Wardy got me onto it as well. Oh, right. Mike Ward's been listening to it flat out.
0: Which one? coach Rob
2: stuff yeah like his own podcast he listens to all your stuff oh, but he yeah. listened to coach rob yeah he does one, his, yeah okay and then listened to the rest of them uh, and i got onto it and you know how he talks i don't know in your one if he talks about um sleep like yeah we were talking about yeah we were talking but anyway about i went on to his podcast and i listened to him when i was going riding yeah and he talks a lot about sleep and he's like you know it's well, the only time your body
0: can produce yeah but he's like deep sleep yeah
2: and he's like your garmin heart rate and i have a garmin watch um that i use and so i've gone on the app and he's like so you need you should be getting like five hours deep sleep and then like you should be getting like eight hours of sleep but should be getting five hours deep and it tells you like when you're awake and like rem sleep and stuff i look at mine 59 minutes man (laughs) (laughs) like four weeks ago really like and i'm just like well that that's crap that must be why i'm not feeling good yeah yeah yeah. i'll i'll get it this this night i'm gonna do it an hour and two minutes and i'm just like what so and that's average for me like an hour and i'm just like so so how much
0: are you sleeping overall like eight hours but you were only getting like an hour of good yeah of like of the deep
2: sleep like so there's three categories yeah and i'm so i was just like at first i'm getting motivated to sleep you know so i'm just ha- i was fully f- <laughs> sleeping
0: so much after that podcast to no remote. but All i mean right.
2: like i'm having because i've cups of tea like that night i'm Cutting like having out. um no i'm having like chamomile tea like your sleepy uh, tea oh yeah. yep this is awesome like an hour and 10 minutes and like it was just average about an hour and just about hour and 20 so what's your best so far so that was just normal and then i was just like oh that's me that's just must be what i do yeah um the night you should have messaged
0: me and i would have given you his number and he could have like we could have got him to talk to you about it yeah but he'd tell you like he'd know random shit you could try
2: yeah i did chamomile yeah but (laughs) he got you 10 minutes more bro yeah well it's an improvement eh i just got to drink two now so what did you get to did you get it sorted no so i just left it i was like whatever like i'll just train harder yeah and um i feel like i'm sleeping good i feel normal um so then anyway, I wonder if there's
0: something better that you can get than that garment like maybe it's just not
2: no nah, like
3: I, I know with mine sorry todd that yeah. it's between 45 minutes and an hour and a quarter a night
0: really that's
3: yeah right. that's the best yeah, right. yeah well that's me who's yeah. got
0: that watch i want to try it because i need to i, I need got to one see. but you can't use it i'm gonna steal it then, <laughs> that then. let's roll oh, you get <laughs> fucked up
2: You got fucked up last time. Oh, man. I've been training. Yeah, no. Not not like this. (laughs) Not for this, bro. Uh, No, but anyway, so... I race Saturday, right? Yeah. And then Sunday night, so I wake up... I mean, I wake up Sunday and I I just look at it. Oh, I wonder how much I got. I got like two two hours, like two hours and 40 minutes. Really? Smashed it, like double what I normally get. And I was just like, yep, I'm on, man. Like Normally... uh uh, race like after i've raced that night i sleep nothing like because i'm so amped up and yeah so much adrenaline and shit like going through like why'd you take that line like you should have like wheelied this or it's just natural like i've done it my whole life so that was i was amped about that and so funny and that's so random sunday i just felt good like not really nervous like you were cold at one point oh yeah after that ice bath
0: <laughs> <laughs> we woke up the Todd. like how are you going he's like I'm real cold <laughs> he just kept walking I was like oh, I, I was frozen there. <laughs> but
2: yeah so Sunday I was I really wanted to win that last race because I was like kind of annoys me when crew are going for a championship and then they're like oh yeah I've got it wrapped up I'll just get like a sixth or an eighth or whatever I have to do like and it it just looks weird when crew are coming over the finish line and then some old mates just like and everyone comes running over. You know? I just was like, oh man, I want to win this last one. So, yeah, we, that was sort of my mindset um, to do that and, and like, I felt, yeah, I just felt good. Everything was working good and it was nice that last lap that I did, I was pretty much, I was tearing up, man. Yeah, you were. I was, I was, I was like, man, you haven't finished yet, bro. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it was, it was a pretty nice feeling I've never had that in my life you know that's probably be special for me forever because that's like a turn and you remember things in your career like I explained like going with reef and with uh with um with jay Foreman and kDM there's like people you work with and stuff like that and you know yeah won the championship but it's more than winning a championship for me like. It's um. There's a lot of emotion in it, and what's well, payback too. Like yeah,
0: you it's this is a blood sport. Yeah, like we're in a blood sport. Like you give your blood. Yeah. to just to do this. Like you yeah. you pay to play, and what the the payout back is a championship. Yeah, that's and a four fifty championship. That's the goal for everybody. Yeah, like, and you know it's great to win a lights title, and it's definitely means something. But, yeah. like, you you just – no guy is going to go through and, like, AC – if AC – like, he's going to Cowie next year mm. in the 450, and if he doesn't win this 250 championship, but then he wins a 450 – like, he doesn't care. Like, <laughs> you don't care if you get the 450 championship. And it's, like, you give so much and, like, the, the, the length of time that you've gone without winning yeah. and the blood that you've had to pay just to rock up on that start line. It's, like – you got you finally got paid yeah like you finally got paid for everything that you've put in yeah like that's why it means something
2: yeah and it's a big thing like you've known me forever like i just like oh yeah sweet like kind of thing and i'm working hard man to just be like hell yeah you know i'm constantly telling myself like hell yeah not telling people or anything or walking with my chest out or anything i just am trying to teach myself to enjoy something like to stand back and look from the outside in kind of thing like remember stuff because like jill said might not ever happen again Mm. and my gp career didn't you know like at the time i was just at that present time i was like this is sick like i know how this works like i've done it in australia you know you win some race you get some results you get time money about you learn the tracks blah blah blah. like you know that's how it works Mm. And so at that time I was like there's many there's it's coming this is the I first just, of many I just got to... and the work's not an issue for me I don't I don't win races and work less like a lot of riders do I win races and work more like it like now you know I'm just amped I'm walking around just amped you know like I've got so much energy that I'm just Well I
0: thought you would have been cruising this week and all you've done is fucking random shit <laughs> yeah. like, just go to bed bro. Like, <laughs> like it's not
2: like jewel was talking about it um i slept in like,
0: while you surfed the other day yeah <laughs> that's bad
2: like it's funny like dean like dean ferris is you know sometimes i think we're mirror image like it's almost like racing myself sometimes it, it just is nuts i've spoken about it heaps before and, and then in the day few years last few years he's destroyed me like You know, I like when we come back from Europe. I won some races against him and that, but he got the championship. The next year, I had nothing for him. Like we had some injuries and stuff, you know, this and that. But he he won every race. Like you know, he just destroyed it. So and that killed you. Yeah, like (laughs) to to know that he won. You know, (laughs) it was like it's a funny thing because at that point in time, like I was like, well, you know. I raced the first two rounds walking the track in a moon boot with broken foot and broken rib. Yeah. And no ACL, you know, like... So, I was kind of... I was okay with it because I was like, well, some dude's got to win and I can't. (laughs) Like, it's like that. But, um, you know, it's kind of different because when Dean beats me, it's like, oh, like, he's training so hard.
0: That's what I feel. Is he the one... Is he the one dude, like... If somebody beats you, is he the one that pisses you off the most when he beats you?
2: Yeah, like, it's like a, I don't know. I have so much respect for him, like, as a racer, you know, like. Because you know does. As a dude does. running 1-1-1 one, one, one with his helmet on, I'm just like, like, he's worked so hard. I love his work ethic, everything around that. And so when he beats me, I'm just like, it's like a feeling like, i need to do more <laughs> like you just you he know he gets beat you
0: by like big like hard he work just yeah. he outworked yeah. you that time
2: you know whereas i've raced dudes before that are just like so talented you know i remember i'm like i love ty simmons you know like we grew up racing juniors on kdm team together and young like running a mark like we had a ball you know and i'd go stay with ty he's so good on supercross and yeah he's one of the most talented riders yeah. i've ever seen unbelievable to watch and, and to race like him and i give each other a hug after the race you know like whether i won or he won like we just had such a good relationship and
0: but he, when he beat you it was like you're it was like whatever he's this so fucking good like yeah it but i like like, just knew it was like the talent
2: but i was happy for him to beat me like not like i was just like well i couldn't beat him you know yeah today he, he beat me it was never like a like damn you like it was like he was a brother you know but, that's I how I I see ty.
0: but i think though that like you would admit with ty that like there's just some shit he can do on a bike like you're not you're never going to be able to do it yeah but that's in terms what i of, had yeah like in terms of not necessarily speed but like he'll hit a jump he'll scrub something yeah. like there's some freak shit that that dude's capable of oh, that yeah. like you're not but yep. then there's so much stuff that you're capable of in the work sense and the determination sense and the heart sense that he never was capable of. Yeah. So I think it's different when guys like that beat you because it's like you kinda of know deep down. But I think like you said with Dean, it's like you it's like you guys are as talented as each other. Yeah. And you work as hard as each other. And yeah. it it's like your you guys are so even that if you beat him, you outworked him. If he yeah. beat you, he outworked yeah. you. And I think that's what
2: or there's, like, you know, team and, like, little bits and Bike pieces. Bike set up or this or that. But I don't really think that. Like, with Ty, I remember going out to Supercross and we're training. I get up in the morning, I go running every morning, like, and I'm training and he's sleeping in and we go at the track, he's, like, two seconds quicker than me. Yeah. And I'm just, like, that. that's why I love motocross because that don't happen. Like, you know, like, I work and I get results, you know. Supercross, like, dudes are sleeping all day and... they're getting out and just kicking butt and i'm just like look at wade how talented that dude is yeah on
0: a supercross track it's just like, like bullshit
2: would make me really angry and see so that's what i respect about about dean is i don't have that when he beats me i'm just like what's he doing like yeah what is he doing that i'm not doing like do i need to lose two kgs or like you know and that's what i love about racing him because whether it's here in australia when we're in europe like it was just like a full-on you know no one ticked those boxes when paul arm beat me i'd be like oh man like i nearly beat him you know kind of thing mm. but when dean beats me it's like man i need to lose some weight or like yeah. all these things like like am i not eating prop? like do, could i improve my eating or this or that like I'm um, it makes me really search like I'm my gonna whole text, program
0: I'm gonna text Dean and see how much he sleeps a night in REM sleep <laughs> yeah. that is gonna fuck your life <laughs> yeah. if he sleeps five hours of REM sleep a night you gonna, your life will be yeah. fucked <laughs> but it's funny so
2: Jill spoke with him on the weekend and Dean was like man when I won my first she was telling me when I won my first um, championship he's like I pretty much just slept for two weeks like it just uh, like the relief and yeah, you know, just like the enjoyed it, of it sort of over, thing yeah. and um like because jill's like man you just need to chill out we went to lennox heads today i said take me somewhere like it's just how i am like an example we win the race and then to expect that you go out for a few drinks right so i go out with your brother with maddie with oh, johnny from troy lee like all everyone's there so we end up at this little irish bar we're drinking bloody vodka soda water because i got to keep hydrated <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't drink, you know? So, um, it doesn't take long for me to get drunk. And we're celebrating. was the shittest
0: person to drink with, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no, but I'm better now. No, you're Like, not. this
2: was a good night. Fuck. There was no shots. There's been nights where...
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's been nights where I've literally, like, paid for a cab for them to leave. So, like, I don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. And then the videos you see in the morning of, like, him and my brother... I'm just like, that's why. That's why I didn't go because you two are fucked. Yeah. But you're better now.
2: Yeah, but it's, I don't drink. Like, people like come and I'm just like, man, I don't drink. Like, it's, you know, when you can't handle something. Like, when I have a few drinks and I get tipsy and then next minute we're throwing shots down. I'm next minute you're throwing Running G-catties over the top of everyone's bridges. car and like, it's just a menace. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's bad. I think I hold back so much in life. Like, yeah. I'm well mannered. Like, I do everything try to be good like it's and just natural when you do get and like then, that yeah, release it's just brrr, every time I don't have a shirt waters, on like yeah. ripped off like things just go crazy <laughs> I drink a drink smash the cup over my head like well, Maddie just showed,
0: Maddie showed me how his his uh, shirt yeah. ended up <laughs> over the weekend
2: so anyway we're um, yeah four o'clock in the morning I think yeah we're doing slides on the D floor the, the bouncers get us outside and so we end up home I think I went in at like I don't know, half past four or something in the morning. I like slip in, Jill's in bed because she didn't end up coming. She knows how we get. I have a shower. <laughs> Smart. I like cruise in the bed. I close my eyes and then I hear alarm go off. And um, I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm going to go for a surf. I'm like, yeah, me too. Did you have a headache? No, I was still drunk. Like, Oh, okay, that's good. Pretty much. So, yeah, so it would have been maybe seven o'clock or something. I got a couple of hours of sleep. And then... We go down for a surf and I'm down there. I'm like, man, I'm amped. Like, I should go for a run or something. Yeah. Like, I feel just still so on the life, amped. It? Yeah. So we go for a paddle. My arms are sore. Like, I feel so tight and crappy because sleep's everything. Like, recovery. Paddling out. We go for a surf. I had no wetsuit. I was frozen. So that's probably good recovery for me. Yeah, that would have been Cold good. water. So anyway, come in. We go for brekkie, do all that sort of stuff. And I'm just i don't know so amped when we got back that afternoon it was like five o'clock it's sort of dark then dad goes upstairs and sleeps um jill's like going in the whole family's there sort of making dinner i'm outside unloading the van yeah. <laughs> and got the thing out i've washed all my van like i water blast all the van and soaped it up and washed it all and and i'm just like amped and i'm thinking to myself like like i haven't slept i'm pretty sensitive to sleep like i go to bed like eight thirty nine. like when i go to bed at like 11 30 12 i'll wake up and be like feeling it yeah and i'm just amping and even now like it's still the energy i've got from it is just so powerful and that's what i feel when i win like they say people go well of confidence um and that's something for me like like I just want to train mm. and that goes back to even when I was a younger kid like when I'd win races I'd get amped and want to train more and I think the person like that's Jeffrey Hurlings like when I was over there I remember him racing GPs and they had to take bikes off him and stuff at the end of the year yeah and he went and bought his own bike one year I, and I rode it that. like KDM said no riding you're having time off so he just went and bought a 450 and went riding yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know like he's a weapon, eh? and he's he seems like just like that and i can kind of relate to that i just feel like like well yeah ev- yeah it yeah. shouldn't make sense you know yeah. we just raced two days in a row and i didn't sleep and abused my body pretty much and and here we are now like like you see i went to lennox today and then i'm building a surfboard rack and yeah. like i'm into it <laughs> saving my tables yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck um
0: the one thing too that i reckon is definitely worth talking about is that like um still fidgeting too with your fucking cup um is the like the bike this year yeah like that thing especially like just watching you ride that bike at i've just went the sunday yeah and it's like that thing just looks so good like you looked so good on it that bike looks so good And like, Medi's bike, dude, I've like, that was bad. Like, you could just see how hard he was fighting the bike and it, like, how much of that this year, like, because I know the first time you rode it, you were like, dude, this is better than like basically any race bike I've ever rode. And it was just a stock 450. Yeah. So it's like, was how much did that thing play into like just that feeling you had all year?
2: Yeah. Everyone, like, like I say, everyone's different. So you've got your riders like Villa Poto and that style. Of um yeah, that style of rider. You know, they they steer with the back end. Yeah. Um and that's more like a Japanese sort of bike. Um, you know, I've heard things um from like my good mate Taka who tests over in Japan, he's like, you know, oh but the KDM and Husky, they the back end wants to miss ruts, you know, like like they seem like they're slippery they in the back like or something. Skip in. I don't know. That's the feedback. But the front is so damn solid like I don't have that because I'm not a dude that rides with the back end yeah. like you I just, just want go the front end feel. full gas and then I just everything's that front like it it's got to make that corner as I'm going down kind of thing that's how I ride and i I carry speed no front brake like I ride the front brake in but I try and work on momentum around the whole track like just carrying the speed and that's why my style probably from the outside looks smooth because i'm not aggressive on the brakes and not aggressive on the throttle i just try and carry Mm. the momentum around and when i hopped on that bike like it's so open like the the chassis is from the foot pegs to the handlebars so roomy like just riding it got so much room to do things um and the biggest thing i like is the front end like the handlebars honestly, like, I pull tear-offs going into corners, like, you know, the thing, I'm so relaxed on it, wheelie this, hop that, I don't even hang, I don't get blisters, man, like, you know, whereas other bikes, I hang on like hell, because the fronts are just going, like, wanting to twitch on me, and mid-corner, I'm always standing them back up, because they wanting to fold under me, and so that's the biggest thing with the Husvana for me, is the, the front end is just so damn good, um, and probably a bit of experience as well like i've rode a lot of different bikes i've rode factory you know, bikes yeah bikes. i've worked with factory suspension guys and you know i've kind of learned a bit of things and i know how i like to do it um and it relates back to when i was a kid you know like uh paul barrack when i was on a 65 he he we went testing with him just at Coolum, and he's he just went in on the clickers like went out and I was like oh that feels higher in the back and he's like yeah that's because I went stiffer mate like I went four clicks stiffer and you know and I was like oh that's pretty cool so then we went up like at Chester's up home and dad's like here yeah, mate like here's the the um screwdriver let's go in some clicks like on the fork so we just went in like five clicks five clicks all the way and I'd go come back and be like oh that's so stiff dad like I'm just a little kid, but he made me do it and Mm. made me understand it. The rebound, oh, geez, that feels really fun. Oh, that feels really slow and it's spinning everywhere. Like as a kid, you know, and a kid is, they don't lie. They don't talk bullshit. I can't feel it, dad. Or man, it's slippery now, dad, you know. Like when the rebound's in too much. Let's see his bedtime voice story. <laughs> <laughs> bedtime story yeah. voice. It's slipping,
0: Dad. How's <laughs> hey, your rebound, Todd? No sh- it's swearing, it's too eh? It's too, it's too fast, eh?
2: That's how New Zealanders talk. Is yeah, that how yeah. Ben Townley talks? No, nah, that's like, it sounds like you are reading me a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, awesome. We're going to change your rebound. Yeah. So <laughs> how then, is it? <laughs> then I went to racing and Jay Foreman, you know, I'd phone him up and be like, hey jay
0: you'd smoke jay Foreman if you raced him
2: (laughs) no i was like jay my shock's going right through like i've gone all the way in on the high speed it's better but i've got no none left you know so jay would send me up another shock i'd send that down he'd send me another shock with harder high speed and out i'd go and be like yep race the sunny states and stuff and so that's how i test Mm. and it just works man like that's i know where i'm at i tell the suspension dudes this is what i want like give me a screwdriver like that's how i test so at the start of the year, I said to the boys, okay, I'm gonna come down three days riding. I'm gonna ride the bike for two days dead standard. Like we can try handlebars. Did and you listen to Mike Sleda podcast?
0: No. See, so me and him when he come on, because you know, you know Sleedo, like, mm. yeah. So I said to him, I was like, Where are I think all these dudes fuck up. Cause man, the amount of shit I've seen filming factory riders and them playing with suspension and and like just the circles they run themselves around in and i'm just a fly on a wall like i can't say yeah. obviously i'm not going to say nothing like i'm just there to film but like there's the nonsense that i would see go on with these guys and i would talk to Sleader because obviously he like developed those bikes yeah he knows what he's doing and i said to him i was like man i just wish i wish that cooper webb and ryan Dungey and justin basher they just got to know what a stock bike was. Like what's yeah. the platform before you do anything? Because yeah. like like Ben said, that bike in 2012, that was the best bike he's ever rode, like was his own Honda yep. that he made with a dude that like, just listened to what yeah. he said. And like, granted that's not going to work for everyone because they don't, they're not like as experienced with testing yeah. or whatever, but like, how, how would you, in my head, like how would you know if it's better or worse If you don't know what it is at the start and it's like, so no one, no one will like, or how many just local dudes do you know that like race B grade that will buy a bike and then they put a pipe straight on it. They put ignition straight on it. They get the suspension now before they even wheel it off the, like before it's ever done a lap, And then it's like, then you go like, Oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to, like, I don't know how to fix it. Well, you, just because you don't know what it is yeah. to start, like you don't know where it's come from, like yeah. you've got no baseline. Like, start with the thing. How Japan makes it, like even maddie One day we we're at Harvey Bay for the sunny state, and I'd just come home from America, and um, his bike looked like shit, and he just had gone around in circles with clickers and it. And mm. like, I was like, does that thing feel very good? He's like, nah it's fucked, like mm. pre- pretty bad. And then Dad's like, well, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what it's doing and um so then i went on uh you know that motocross action mag Mm. that mxa so i went on there and i read there it's 16 450 or whatever the whatever year it was went on there and it said their ideal suspension settings for the stock forks for a Mm. beginner intermediate advanced so i went to the advanced setting and i just wound it all the way out and then i put it into what they said Mm. maddie went out and he's like yeah that's awesome yeah it's just like from a stock package, like dudes that know what they're doing, yep. rode a stock bike for days and then said, it's, we're going to go five clicks in extra here, three clicks in extra here, two clicks in extra here, then it's good. Yeah, And it's like, but no one, it's like no one has the balls to just like ride a stock bike for a few days and like figure it out.
2: Yeah, but no one, like I can guarantee almost every factory rider around the world, Chad's different. Like I've heard Chad is awesome at testing, you know, but it doesn't, just because you can win races doesn't mean you know stuff no like because you're going and winning races doesn't mean you know how to spell your name mm. you know that's mm. a fact like so that's the biggest thing i've noticed like i went back over last year and like i went out there and i'm like man these forks are so soft like so i've gone into the mechanic like i've just rode in hey dude can you give me a screwdriver Shh, Out. come back in Shh. i'm all the way in these forks need to go so harder and they just and Calvin was like how do you know what you're doing and then it clicked to me I was like how do they know what to do yeah I was like because they've been on factory teams Cooper Webb all these dudes you know when I was over there last year you ride in and there's like five or six Japanese dudes around you and the other Italian team guys engine all these dudes stand around you with folders and that how's the suspension yeah it feels good you know or it's diving in the front put another set of forks in like i'm like can we go like four clicks harder on the forks oh we just try two clicks so we don't worry about it like yeah i know and yeah you know like i don't like little changes like four clicks is kind of for me like it's going to make a bit of a difference like I'll feel it like you
0: need to notice it otherwise you lose the original baseline
2: I just do things like okay it's diving the front four clicks and then I'll do a couple laps and then I'll go four clicks again couple laps I'll go again a few more laps if it's getting better do it again oh we got none left what does that tell us you pull them out and you put another set of forks in. I don't know how to do that. I know that there's a Christmas tree in there with a lot of shims on it, mm. and different other things and oil heights and all this stuff. I know what it feels like. I can't do it for you. That's your job. My job's to tell you. I've got the screwdriver. I've gave you feedback. Go fix that. So that's. So I get frustrated when they some, didn't
0: like that though. At factory Honda last nah, year, did they? they but didn't. I
2: get frustrated when dudes bring it back a set of forks and it's got the same characteristics. I go back out there and I say. These forks are still diving. Like, fix them. You know, I'll give you like the best information that anyone can give. I don't mean like I've just told you like, oh, mm, I don't know. The bike balances out. The front is diving because the ass is kicking everywhere. Like, I can't hang on to this thing. If I wheelie onto a single, the ass kicks over. This and that. Everyone goes, oh, the ass is too hard. No, the balance is just out. Yeah. Like, you know there's just things like that and i get it because i can build you a kitchen you know i can cut your frame in half and extend it for you like i can weld i can do all this stuff i understand things you know like i'm not just a rider that's growing up where i can't even change my own clickers because i've got some suspension dude there with a screwdriver mm. like so when i go to teams whether it's a factory team a small team one suspension dude that's how i kind of roll and so this year i just said to the guys hey let me ride the bike for two days let me get the feel of it then we'll do one day suspension so i can just spend full day just changing to what i feel anymore like if i start doing two days three days start going circles yeah i just know that's how it works so i just do one good day with that and then i take my bike up home i ride around all the tracks i i get the feel for it and then i phone you up and i say hey look this this and this like i'm too far i'm all the way in on the high speed and it feels good um so the shocks blowing through can we stiffen that up or you know all these little things forks are too hard and i want some plushness or whatever so that's my job their jobs to do that now cruise tune they just do it you know jay foreman he does it denny apro from kdm he does it like these dudes just they just get it Like, if you say
0: something to them, they'll just go do what you say.
2: Like, you know, it's just simple. Denny Appra, I go out there, I ride, come in, forks are too soft, you know, it's diving. He puts another set in. I go out there and go, that's stiffer. You know, can we make that change again? I just want to try it. And he'll do it again. Too stiff, man. That second set, that's good. That's where we need to start with. I'll go away, I'll ride maybe i'll get faster and i might want them stiffer then but at the moment that's good man you know then normally i'll go away because i like a fork that holds up then i'll go away and be like they'll be like oh do you want to do some more tests and i'll be like man i reckon we can get the initial plushness that first part better because it's wanting to push a bit you know it's good for me because i can bomb it through bumps and i can ride the thing fast but on a hard pack i think we could get it better you know that's perfecting your suspension once Mm. it's good and the balance is all good, you know? So that's what I did with cruise tune this year. We changed probably three or four shocks. We changed, you know, similar amount of forks. I got it around this rough sand track. I could wheelie into bumps. Like, I I go around the track. I'm not going to set lap times. Like, You're going to, like, push the suspension. Yeah, I remember, like, um Wilson's dad was like, oh, you know, like, Wilson's here. Like, you can compare lap time. I'm like, nah, man, I'm testing. Like, this is one day... These dudes are working for me. Like, mm. I'll just do half a lap if I want. You know? If there's a gnarly section down there where my bikes handle like shit, I'm gonna get them to come and stand down there. I'm gonna pound into that section and be like, see? Like, what's that look like? You know? I ask, like, what's it look like from the outside? I'm feeling this. Like, are the fo- are the forks diving? Like, cause, you know, they can see visually. I can feel, but mm. they can see. So i work as a team that's one thing i do and i come in i'm like give me the screwdriver like or the allen key on ours with the high speed like you know do i i'm gonna try going in because when i land off the single or when i wheel into this it's going through and coming back too quick and i like quite a dead shock so at that point like as fast as it went in it come out Mm. so they made it slower for me that's good so i can just come through it holds like that we went stiffer in the bottoming because it was just going way too deep in the stroke in fork and shock. Yeah. so was
0: it stock stuff that oh you what? revalved or was it the kit stuff? No, it was the kit stuff. So what was that? The 48 mil or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, the stuff that... Just because like there might be some people out there that would like to... Because you yep. can buy that shit, right? Yeah, yeah. So like what stuff... What what stuff did you win a championship on?
2: So that's the stuff that you can buy from Jay... uh, From Jeff Lee. sorry. Yep. So... I guess any Husqvarna shop can, can get it. It's like a Husqvarna hard part. So it's, it's the 48 a,
0: mil shock and then it, uh, uh, 48 the mil fork yeah, and then and the what's shock. the shock? Well, just like the upgraded shock. Yep.
2: So it has, so your standard one just has like your standard adjustments and this has to, it refined. So a lot more clickers, so more refined clicks. And it's got a bigger body that holds the oil. So, so it's not going to heat stand, up as yeah, much. Standard yeah, standard shock will fade through the race and when they fade that they, they heat up and they just get like pogo sticks
0: yeah because the the viscosity of the oil yep. gets thinner so then it's like easier for it to pass through yep. your re- rebound shims and your compression exactly. shims so it turns a slop
2: yeah so there's a a lot of really good upgrades with getting that stuff yeah um yeah just
0: was interested as like is it stuff that people can buy and like what yep. what did you do but once so once you got the setting like how many clicks would you have even changed all year do you reckon like at
2: no so i got my like so i left those guys yeah and i was like i'll call you in in like two or three weeks and we'll test again Mm. like that's how it works that's how i set my programs like i'm just like and we'll test again because i'll go home and i'll be doing 40 minute motos and i'll be like this this and this is happening like so i've done this with the clicks like so when i phoned marty up like just on the way home hey Marty how are you man like man bike's good but I feel like we're too stiff in the fork like when I ride my crappy hard pack tracks it just wants to slide everywhere I've got no feel for the tyre you know for example
1: mm.
2: well I'm doing this and I phone Marty up and I'm like hey man like bike's sick like honestly I'm just like thanks dude like I I'm just cruising you know I'm I'm loving the bike and i'm talking i'm loving it like i'm burning fuel yeah like burning fuel and wanting to burn fuel which is important so that sort of come and then the first round come and i was kind of like man we've just done like one day like bike's sick you know we win the first round it was a mutter, like nothing serious and then the next one we we done our subframe um so we dnf'd lost the red plate but then i won the last race and then it just started going on you know and all of a sudden we're like, we're getting to go to America, like in the break. And I'm just like, this bike is sick. Like the forks are just holding up for me. The shocks holding up. Like, you know, cause America, I've heard a lot. Like the tracks are deep. You need your suspension a lot stiffer than Australia. And I was like, I reckon my stuff's going to be good, but WP's over there. I might be able to change something. Get over there. And I, I was coming in dad. And I'm just like, these forks are holding up man down the hills. Mm. Like, I'm going down these hills and the bumps feel like sponges, but my bike is awesome. Like, it's just holding up. So, I just... The bumps are softer there, eh? Yeah. They're they like feel thicker. like a mattress. Yeah. yeah. Th-
0: you can hear... I think we talked about it on the last one, but, like, yeah. you can
2: hear the way that it's... A, it's like a dook, 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 dook. Yeah. Like, you can hear the dirt thud. Yeah, like so you a weird, need a eh? hold up, you know? And I naturally go that way. Like, that's just how I set a bike up. And then... We raced Maitland and, and I was like, like, I didn't expect that. I raced the East Coast at Maitland and it was really ruddy and um quite difficult track. And then we got there and it was just like no bumps, like one rut, like very junior track style. Mm. Like it was difficult to make a difference. And I was like, man, for tracks like that, I I rode the Transmoto also on a on, uh, 501 enduro bike. And when I rode that, I was like, man the suspension's really plush and it feels like i got a factory tire on opposed to my bike like the front just on a grass track mm. flat turn the front just felt like so grippy and i was like that's where i can improve my bike so that was like, on the stock 501 yeah, suspension just dead stock i rode it and um it doesn't hold up enough for me but i was like if i combine that with yeah. my race bike that'd be good for the hard pack tracks so more re- i just phoned up marty and i was like hey marty um I reckon we could go a bit plusher initially with this bike. I love how it holds up and stuff, but just feel like I'm losing feel in the front end. Like it tracks at Maitland where there's no nothing to hold me. Like it's yeah, like it's practice all track on the style
0: and the suspension. Yeah. yeah.
2: So Marty went, and that's the relationship that I build with suspension dudes because I give proper feedback. You know, I don't just phone up and just go. Fucking thing sucks. This yeah. is shit. This suspension, yeah. it kicks me. what do you mean when where what's it doing like you know how old's a shock like you know there's millions of things that a suspension dude's like thanks for the feedback bro (laughs) yeah you know so i've created a working relationship with marty just in a couple days and i touch base with him on the phone all the time tell him it's sick (laughs) yeah and um so i told him can we do something there and he's like yep no worries yep done a set put it in race e you know And then I put my other set in back in for Coolum because it's a bit stiffer for the sand. But that's like, you know, and then you have guys that, they're like 25-year-old dudes and they're just like, I'm talking I was 18 doing this stuff. Like, I was a kid kind of working out, oh, yeah, I'll just click this in. And I kind of had a little feel for it. And then after that, I just kept developing it now i'm at the stage where you know i can ride a bike and i can kinda i got a direction yeah like that's as far as i'm concerned that's why there's clickers that's what they're actually there for to for me to go to my suspension dude and be like the rebound's too fast on this shock i've got it all the way in like i don't like it this dude does don't care like don't care how many championships he's won like i can't beat him because i don't like this shock Like, that's how I test, like, because then you've got a proper feedback, like, like, the suspension dude doesn't just look at you like you're whinging all the time. Yeah. Like, you're actually, like, I've been out, I went four clicks, four clicks, four clicks, four clicks, it's all the way to the stopper, you need to give me more clicks, bro. That's his job then. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to do that. And that's what I, the biggest advice I give kids, like, and it just come natural for me, just stumbled across it i guess well i
0: think too again it's like the isolation like you lived at home where there was no suspension people like you know brian chester was doing mpe a bit and it was like he was there to sort of help out with some stuff but like that was it you know and again it's like he can't see everything like just because he's a dude that can revalve a shock doesn't mean like even dad will tell you that like you know with all the stuff dad does he's like mate the suspension's on you yeah like i'm not gonna sit here and like he doesn't tell jats how to set his suspension up Mm. he just goes all right what do you reckon yep you know it's the same same sort of thing because it's like yeah you just you're not gonna have some magical dude from the outside that can watch there might be two or three people in the world that could watch a bike and actually make like the right changes without rider feedback yeah but not many men
2: no and that's the biggest thing like people but that's the
0: game a lot of people play it's like here fix my bike it's kicking in the back
2: yeah yeah no the game is bike handles like shit yeah you tell the dude who just done your suspension that he spent hours and hours developing and doing whatever and you just come and go dinner probably went can't ride this this bike is shit yeah what's he meant to do like that's that is the biggest advice I can give like and I see it with old dudes that have been racing professional for their whole entire life that have been very successful and they just got no idea that's the still the feedback yeah yeah
3: with your training camps todd do you teach kids that
2: no not
3: the art of suspension yep
0: but you'd like tell them that for those things
2: yeah well that was a that's a funny thing and good question because i was talking to marty about it on the weekend because both like i've sort of gone through it a bit with wilson um yeah i bet because he doesn't yeah but i didn't know like you know, and he come up and we went riding up at Kyogle and this is a couple of days before Coolum, and he's just, he's feeling, I guess a bit of pressure and stuff and he's stressing a little bit. And I've said to him a few times before, like about clickers and stuff like, man, you can gain two seconds by setting your bike up properly. You to gain two seconds in your riding is like impossible. Almost. Like honestly, it's, it's a good like six months work. Like, yeah, I'm not being stupid, but, that's the same as like um, you can gain that in in a couple of days.
0: like It's crazy you say that dude. like the the guy that I went to Thailand with the coach, he um, he was stretching yeah like flat out and everyone else is kind of fucking around. I was just talking I was like half-heartedly stretching and he's like got these goals. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, I could go a bit further yesterday and I was like tr- I was like, man, it's not only that he's like tripping out on stretch, <laughs> but he's like, bro. Do you know how hard it is for me to get better at jujitsu technically? Yeah. He's like, mate, I'm topped out. Like, this dude's a black belt for, like, eight years. Yeah. And he's still one of, like, competitive best dudes in the world. He's like, mate, I can't learn anything new. Yeah. Like, it's really, really... Like, he would have to go to gyms all over the world and just, like, mine information of people just to learn something new. And he's like, but if I stretch i can get like 40 percent more flexible yeah which would open up so much more more stuff and like that that fully changed my whole thinking about it and it's like it's exactly what you're saying with like bike setup or even like flexibility on a motorcycle like that's what i thought about like man imagine like being flexible like crazy flexible when you crash yeah like you know your leg you can literally just like do the splits fold in half yeah fold over your neck completely backwards like contortionist shit yeah like y- you might still break a bone off like impact or whatever yeah. but like ligaments and all that sort of stuff is like if you've just got because yeah,
2: you're nimble and yeah
0: like insane yeah. because you see some of the best like there's some like jujitsu dudes literally guys will just like squash them into like a ball mm. and you're like the fuck like how is that and then it's just like bing just comes, yeah. just, it's like a like a slinky doll <laughs> and you're like he, how could you get hurt yeah so in yeah it was like the same I was thinking about it after he said that and it's like exactly what you're saying it's like Wilson like you're not going to be able to just go and ride two seconds faster And and if anything if your bike's not handling well the faster you try and go the slower that yeah. bike's going to let you go yeah. essentially
2: so like pretty much like and I've spoke to him before and then I see him sort of come out and he had a screwdriver and Allen key and I'm, I'm doing a moto and, and he's, he's having a go, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I was just like, that's sick. And, but unfortunately, Wilson's down in Melbourne. Like I, I only see him on race day, you know, and race day we're focused, like him as well. So, and he was kind of like, oh man, like I've, I've been struggling a little bit with my suspension. Like I've been putting up with it. I'm like, well, what's it doing? You know, like, you know, that's the first, thing yeah just tell give me some something to go what do you mean you know and that's where i was looking back i was so different you know say to jay man my my forks are diving jay like because that's when you
0: had the language
2: yeah like that's when i I, with jay foreman i properly sort of i feel like i matured and i understood it a bit more like Mm. it's just like you know i just tell them stuff you know i feel like this could be better you know but the fact that you're
0: actually on the clickers Physically know it because, like, what's the thing you see dudes do is like they hand the bike off, the suspension dudes touch it, yeah, and then they walk off. They get a they get a power aid. Their mm. missus gives them some forearm rubs, and then they yeah. come back out and they're like, try this, and then you're just literally going like.
2: And another thing, blind. and I've mm. seen when I was younger because I'm just like a big sponge, you know, and I see like dudes that whinge a lot, you know, the older riders that you know they've got a name for himself and. They go out
0: like the like Toby sort of style dudes,
2: <laughs> Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, <laughs> just so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, not even going to say it. <laughs> get it play, play into it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they they get a bad result. Box yeah. handling like shit, you know. So we go test it, and I'm there just cutting motos because that's what I like doing when I was a kid. And you know, I have seen things like the guys joking like oh man we just wound them all the way in and wound them back out it's exactly the same oh mate comes in heaps better you know (laughs) way better man and i'm just like i'm never gonna be that dickhead (laughs) you know like that was my thing like that's that's not gonna be me because i got the screwdriver bro (laughs) yeah 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 i know the click like you know that's so i'm gonna give feedback so i kind of that was kind of a, a thing as well and even when i was like a 16, seven year old kid, they, when I say four clicks and they go in and they do three, I'm like, Oh, I thought you were going to do four. Like I'm counting bro. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm onto it. I want to know what we're doing. Like why we're doing it. Like I don't, I'm, I don't have time for bullshit. You know, like we're there to test a day and I'm here to get my bike better. Yeah. There is times where things like that happen and I'm not for, you know, I test my bike, and then when I go to the race, it's me. Like, yeah, I didn't true. ride good enough. My bike handles like shit because of me. Mm. Simple. Like, all fingers are pointed at me until some dude's not changing it for me. But did Then you it's have your like, fault.
0: But yeah, was that some frustrations you had in Europe? Yeah. Like, you just weren't allowed to change shit? Because like, I feel like a lot of people that come back from international racing on big teams, they get fucked over by like, no 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 yeah. no like you're not allowed to change the way that you want to change it because you're the guy that they've given an opportunity they're the experts not you yep. and they try and make you run what they want to run
2: yeah it's just different like you know i never put anyone down and we just work so different because we're such a big country and we don't have the resources yeah so this is how i've done it my whole life telling how i want it you know and what the problem is Like, I just pinpoint, this is the issue. Let's try this. I think it'll be better, you know? Then you go over there and you tell that, oh, okay, they slip in another set of forks. You go out and you go, feel the same. Like, maybe a bit stiffer, but still feels the same. Feels stiff initially, blowing through. Like, hmm, that's strange. This is so-and-so setting, you know?
0: Yeah, but I don't. Just get the setting that I want. Let's just work on that. Yeah,
2: so what I've found is when it's over there it's not like hey bro like i come in screwdriver hey man the shock's blowing through like on big hits like the high speed i've gone in like 10 or 20 clicks that's the problem you know they don't take it and undo it and play with all those little washers. Mm. you know they just go oh this one oh this should yeah like, this is, oh, rocks and rocks so this, and so yeah. maybe he can try this like that's kind of how it kind of goes Whereas here in Australia, it's like there aren't any of these dudes. Like, I'm the dude. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna make this suspension. Like, that's what I've found. Yeah. Um, and that's what, like I said to to Wilson, and I it was kind of I really enjoyed it to tell you the truth. Like he was out there playing and I pulled up and I was just like, How you going there, man? Like, and he's like, Oh man, like he's getting frustrated, he's like, I'm not feeling anything, like this and that. And I said, dude. Like clickers don't make like you wind it all the way in. You're not going to go into the corner and the thing's going to be up here. That's yeah. Twenty spring rates harder. Like it's not like it's like a fine tuning sort of thing. Yeah. Like and it's also a way to get a direction. So I started helping him a little bit and I said like it looks like it's diving. Like you know let's try and hold your front up. So I'm Try to get the balance right, so I push the forks through the first line. Try this, and then I went extreme, pushed them dead flat, like with top triple clamp, which you can't run. The suspension dudes freak out about that.
0: What having a dead level? Yeah,
2: like because it looks weird, and yeah. you know. So, um, so he goes out. The bike look instead of going like kicking in the in the back, coming into turns and being unsettled, it was balanced, and he was coming in. I was like, "How's it feel? Like now, this is your time." Like is it pushing? Like, do you feel like the front tire's flat, like it's going through the corner? Is it too much? You yeah. Know? That's your thing. And so it was It was good because he hasn't been exposed to that before. And, and I think, I'm hoping, it'll get him sort of thinking a bit. And so we ended up going that soft set that I rode at Moree with. Um, I, I phoned Marty and I told him what we'd done, blah, blah, blah i said the rebound seems really fast on the shock like you know just some feedback um and he's like yeah well put your shock in with the spring and and put those forks in and get him to try it and he ended up with those forks he, the shock you know is a bit too heavy for him like i'm a lot bigger so that's what he wrote at Coolum and i was amped like yeah that's cool you man. know like at Coolum i was straight out there watch his practice and i was like did you look look at his bike like and to dad, I was like, look, in the turns when he backs off the throttle, the thing stays up. Look yeah. at so-and-so's bike. Like, they're fighting it. Like, the thing's diving and... Like, I was amped, you know? And it was nice. I hadn't had much to do with Wilson, like, It's you know, crazy,
0: though, because he grew up, like, 50 metres away from each yeah, other. Yeah, but,
2: like, 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 Wilson come out riding, like, when I was working. And, yeah. like, he'd come in the afternoon ride with me after work. And he was on a 50, dude. Yeah. A 50 in... I don't think he was on a... He could have been on a 65. And then I got a ride and I moved down to sunny coast. Yeah. You know? And then I went to... He's racing junior stuff. So when you turn pro, you don't really see any amateur stuff. And then then I went to Europe and then I've come back in maybe 2016, 17. Then he's racing nationals for Yamaha.
0: You know? So... Well, it it was also like a weird dynamic because we're obviously so close to Jats... Yep. which was then obviously so close to Mitch and Richie yep. and Wilson and Mitch were like arch rivals yeah, and it's but, like not that it ever, not that anyone said like he can't ride with us you can't ride with them yeah. but there was always that dynamic between those two but on the flip side i think that's what made like those two every single day oh, yeah. every single club day was a national there's yeah, like, like literally that who's going to win the national title at coolum at the end of the year Was like based on whoever won that moto. It can's, you know. But so I think that always like, I think that always kept Wilson on a little bit of the outer too with people, or like maybe our crew a little bit.
2: Yeah, mate. But for me, I'd never. But yeah, you're talking about the timing of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I was away. Like, and I come, I literally come back from Europe and and seen him like doing good, and I was just like, who is this dude? Like, I know his name. You know, Wilson Todd, I used to ride with the guy. But he's but yeah, like, You don't know him. Like, to visually see him and talk to him, like, That's so was crazy. So weird. And I had it with Mitch as well, because same thing with Mitch. We had a fair bit to do with Mitch. As a young like kid. You said. Yeah, yeah. But then I moved away. I didn't see yourself for a long time, yeah, like, true. just at races, you know? And yeah, I didn't Dude, see I felt like of I probably
0: didn't see you for like four years. Yeah. Maybe even more at one point. Like,
2: because we race january till december and then i'd come home for like well even when i went to america i would yeah you were away wouldn't have even seen you so same thing with mitch like see mitch and it's kind of like like i see him i'm like hey man like i don't know i don't know him
0: did you feel like that with jats ever
2: though nah because jats like, i had a lot to do with yeah, and i feel like jats i've seen always, him because i was the
0: same with yeah, yeah i feel i do feel the same with like wilson and and maybe not as much mitch i feel like i'd see mitch way more but yeah wilson definitely
2: and i had it with richie with his brother yeah um like this year we've been like Battling. seeing heaps <laughs> and and talking heaps and it's like i've known richie forever but i'm getting to know him yeah like, as an adult as a guy yeah like it's it's kind of awkward and weird for me like and i don't know if they feel that but i'm i'm i feel like hey look there's richie and i'm like but you feel
0: like he should almost be like your little brother yeah then there's like a distance no but it's like
2: i don't know this guy yeah like it's but in theory i know his mum and dad yeah they look the same yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) are these kids
0: no you're right i I definitely got that with wilson more than any of the guys but then like jats obviously like been around so much yeah Yeah, that's interesting that you say that.
2: Yeah. But that's where I kinda But isn't it funny
0: what happens when like you've got something invested in him? Like Mm. you've actually, you know, become a part of his team in a way to where like you you, there was a goal of like, okay, let's get his bike better. And then you guys worked on it, and then all of a sudden you you know, you've gone a whole season with the dude. Yeah. And now you feel that extra bit invested. Yeah. It's like it but that's just a lesson for everyone. Yeah. It's like if you want to fucking you know build a relationship like have a common goal with someone and and work towards it
2: but these guys can't like it's not anyone's thing like wilson was in a place where he's like i don't and he's really good i don't understand this todd like you know and i'm like bro like just have a go like you ride the bike four or five days a week you know we know how to ride a bike more than we can walk you should That's know a this fact. thing inside you know, and out but i now. know when the seat's buggered and when i hop on my race bike and the seat's really hard and i you pick up on all these little things like you know the clutch feels softer geez the throttle cables are brand new like all these little things cuz my practice bike i've i've done 30 hours on it in the last whatever time period and you know it's what you feel and I'm like, surely, man, like, you know, surely you can wind those clickers in and be like, hmm, this is what it's doing. Mm. Like, like, you know, don't feel it there, but hey, in that corner, when I dropped off, the ass felt higher. Oh, that's what the high speed does when you wind it all the way in. Is it better today? Probably not. Let's try it at cool and when it's sandy. Oh, that feels better. You know, that's the things that I'm talking about. Like, just understanding it a little bit. And that's like... I kind of got that with Wilson a little bit and I said, you know, and I wish it could have been towards the start of the year. Does, hey, did it affect his riding? Like, at the end of the day, you don't win races because of that. Like, mm. he's a badass dude on a bike and he wins races. That's plain and simple. But the thing I know, Coolum, like Sand from riding in Europe, and if your front's diving all the time, potential to crash, you mm. know? When something happens and you're charging, you get a bad start, and you're coming through, and you chop the throttle come in the corner it dives it tucks and throws and you and the further you
0: know? the harder you're pushing the further you are over the yeah. front
2: and you know you can just make life easier and and I just noticed like you know the younger guys you know it's it's common to be like my bike's handling like shit mm. you know it's um it's really common and I'm like why can't you just say why mm. like just have a think about it I know like i have it as well like where i'm like this is bullshit i can't ride this bike because you know yeah this is why like that's the big thing i'd try and work on if i was a younger rider coming through yeah like i didn't have that problem um because i know i just stumbled across it but i see it with a lot of riders and it helps it will help a lot
0: um no nah, you so you're so right with um oh sorry mick
3: so that bike on the weekend the balance the setup was that the dream like was that because on the outside hey Ch- jace we've spoken about through the week, yeah that just looked a dream was that the dream setup for you for that weekend it's got to be um, a mix
0: of two like both of them coming together but fuck it look yeah, good eh?
3: between obviously yeah. rider and bike that and team obviously that looked that looked awesome
2: yeah it just worked you know and like i i don't know it just like the engine's really good like dales built the engine and it's just smooth and and rideable and that's what you need around a rough track like that um my suspension like i said we didn't change it a lot like i just i gave good feedback we worked together with cruise tune that day and and i got a bike that was comfortable on i did probably i've done every 30 hours i get a practice bike i think i've done three practice bikes So there's probably like 90, between 90 and 120 hours of riding that I've done during the week on that setup suspension. I know it, man. Yeah. Like, Like I said about, you know, the feel of the clutch and all this sort of stuff. Like, I just know what it's going to do. And that's important. Like, I'm not for changing suspension all the time. Like dudes are just changing, changing, changing because they get to the race and then they crash and they're like, why'd that happen? You know, whereas for me, like, i know that front's gonna hold up like and i know you, when your bike's not handling it's gotta you gotta test and set up and and do that sort of stuff but some people just go crazy circles and like jason said most pros go in circles and it comes back to i believe is not giving the feedback yeah like,
0: and not doing the changes yourself and like yeah knowing the change and that's
2: what the clickers are for for me like it's a shortcut for a rider to know and understand what's actually happening yep. and to give and to tell what's happening um but overall like the team for me like dph it all it come together like last minute for me like yeah it just seems like the dream fit like it was such
0: a last minute thing and then it seemed like you guys just got on so good like and then you know wilson was obviously doing his thing he's both went to america like seemed like they didn't put restrictions on you either and i think like one thing i was gonna say as well like that it must feel so good to win this championship, still doing all the weird shit, yeah, that you wanted to do, like your your chef video yeah. and your you know your content that you wanted to make. Like at the start of this year, you were talking about all this stuff you wanted to do with content and all that stuff, and it's like you did it, yeah, and you still won, yeah, because everyone was talking shit, saying like, just focus on writing, mm. don't worry about this. Why yeah. are you making a video about a fucking blender? Yeah, and it's like well it worked
2: yeah no but the reason why it worked is Dale and Tash like we all got our job suspension dude does his, his, the suspension Marty does that you know Wilson rides the bike like I'm not asking Wilson like you know Dale doesn't come and be like man is that back tyre on the truck flat like yeah. you know like he's just there to ride the bike Tash the Dale's wife she cooks us lunches like it's insane like you know from years in the past with Cade and stuff he had Diet requirements and whatever. So, man, I get like a takeaway container. It's in the fridge when I'm ready to have lunch in between second and uh first and second moto. It's got steamed vegetables, brown rice, grilled chicken, sweet potato. I'm just like, she's like, Is that all right, Todd? Bro? And I'm just like, Are you kidding me? Normally, I make a wrap, like yeah. a salad wrap, or like, you know, I'm having bananas and stuff. And she just nails it. Like, there's bananas in there there's muesli bars there's muesli for breakfast like I oh, know you like this like I'm really easy to keep happy you know And like it's just you, you don't have to think and she does that job and then Dale builds the bike and he does that in the truck and Boyd and everything happens but when I'm out there riding and come in they're not coming in going man you need to be over the front more you need to be mm. doing this this and that and like oh you didn't win today because you're doing that stupid video you know none of that like absolutely nothing like you know after Maitland like I was devastated they didn't say anything like nothing you know they come back in and they just let you do your thing you know I just cool off sit down disappointed and then I wipe it you know and then I'm out like joking around that's how I work and then when normally when I'm driving home in the car get pissed off again and when i get home i'm pissed but around people i try not to be because it just i hate that when someone's moping around it brings the whole team down Mm. so we're there try and have a good thing happening you know so that was the biggest part for me was they let wilson and i do our job you know they didn't feel our head full of shit like you know they don't because 100 percent. if i was on other teams it'd be like mate you rode like shit today because you're not You're not focusing on this this and this and this and are you doing this and what are you eating like like you know so it's nice to be able to ride shit and then be like mate like we look forward to next week like we can't wait to go racing you're like oh you know and then on the way home you're like man like my starts were shit like i just didn't have the feel of the concrete or you know that's the thing is like if
0: they've hired the right rider they're not going to need to tell them they sucked. Yeah. Like you, if you're the right rider and you've made the right decision as a team owner, that dude's going to know he sucked or he's going to know that he didn't train. Like it's, it shouldn't be a team manager's job or a team owner's job to like micromanage every part of a rider's program. If you hired the right dude, which that's their responsibility, like realistically, like what's a good team manager got to do? They got to hire the right rider and they got to give them what they need to win. Yeah. You don't like, you don't have to overcomplicate this shit. And it's like, like Todd said, like he knows that I fucked up or I didn't do this or I like, it's not this thing that you have to like explain to you.
2: Yeah. Like you've done this your whole life. Yeah. And that's what it almost frustrates you more. And the thing that I respect so much about like Dale and Tash, like, they just learn so easily though. Like I go on the start line, dad will be massaging, dad's me mechanic. He'll be like rubbing me arms. Like I don't get arm pump. Like it just relaxes me. When I'm relaxed, I'm out of there. Like mm-hmm. I can think properly, you know, but when you're tense and this and that, and like, Oh, where's so-and-so starting? And like all this bullshit that is not helping you win a race. You know, when he's massaging, my, I don't care where all mate's starting this. I'm just going to hold shot man. in. Like, you know, I just need to get the feel for the clutch and the throttle and, you know, that. That's what you need to think on. You need to think... Like, tight the focus first corner. on small details. Yeah. yeah, this, this and this. Well, then Dale's doing the same on this arm, copying what Dad's doing. That's I think, cool, eh? Huh, how good's that? Normally, a manager's there. Smash them, bro. Like, you need to focus on that first corner and just run them <laughs> over. Like, just <laughs> smash them, man. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like all of a sudden comes to mind god bless him (laughs) but all of a sudden it's like "Oi, dickhead like back i'm trying to slow me breathing down here in my heart rate and i'm trying to focus on like visualizing the gate dropping that yeah i haven't even got to the first corner yet and i don't care (laughs) if there's anyone there you know (laughs) <laughs> all of a sudden he's telling me that oh, i'm gonna get a shit start so i need to play someone Dude, <laughs> you I know remember. and like ride this in the sight lap look for the line yeah, it's like, dale is just I like we stand there he has my goggles that's his thing you know and he just comes over and he's just like mate just relax just relax because he knows like yeah, you know that's your breathe thing. mate just relax have fun make sure you have fun mate you know because then it's just like for me no bullshit, and I laugh so hard when mechanics are just amping these riders Dude, up. I remember the oh.
0: uh, bearable for the what was the Oceana's? Remember when they yeah. used to do the Oceana's? It was Ferris's first ride for Konski on the lights bike, and Konski was literally standing on the side of the track when he come past yelling, Ferris! Like, he was literally, like, yelling Dean's name at him on the side of the track. Oh, this is the best thing ever. But, like, yeah, you're right. Some people just go, like, super in, like, heavy, yeah. like, Kilgore. That I guess it's just, like, what works. Yeah, there.
2: but, like, it's also, like, I understand, like, your reef. you know, there's a yeah, lot yeah. invested... And he wants...
0: No, nah, I'm not talking shit on him. I just thought it was yeah. so it was so fucking funny that but, one we just we never let him live it because yeah. that's when I was working for him. And we'll I'm like I was like, why were you yelling his name at him?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's hard. Like I can imagine it, like me being team manager getting all these sponsors, all this money, oh, paying yeah, this dude. Yeah. And then you just like You wanted to
0: do, everything you, you can to yeah. like try. Yeah, but like, sometimes less is more.
2: Yeah, but managers think that oh i've got this manager role i have to do something yeah i'm gonna fill his head full of shit like they think because that's all they can do is talk to you really and they feel like they need to be a part of it yeah, and try yeah, and yeah. get in on it yeah it and makes that's sense. where it makes they're sense. really good and so pretty much that's what worked well for me and wilson like they just let us do our job and got two championships yeah and we actually let them do their job like i'm not telling them how to drive the truck or set the thing up or like it just worked really well and i enjoyed it like it's just great family atmosphere you know you guys come over you just come in the truck like yeah. fantastic that's what we want yeah like when you know i've rode for big teams before and stuff and
0: like i want to close everyone in like out girlfriends
2: and, and family not in the truck and you're like well where like do you have somewhere where i can get dressed then yeah like because i don't know if you remember but for the last like 15 years we drove around in a van racing junior races together that's why i'm here on your poxy team (laughs) and like they (laughs) make me
0: feel good and then you're trying to
2: tell me that all of a sudden at this one point in my life i've turned pro and and they just got to rack off now like it's a yeah some weird experiences for sure yeah but that's
0: what was special about this year no, nah, for sure, and it, it, yeah, and even like them at the warehouse, they were like, "Oh, he has a warehouse going." You know yeah. what I mean? Like that good people, yeah. They they just seem like really good people. Yeah. Um, Mick, did you have any questions for Todd about this year?
3: Um, not really, but even for Hasvana big thing, first Aussie motocross title since nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, like that's
0: yeah, that was a crazy start. Did you know that?
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, Joel annoying. just filled me in the other day. So that's huge, it's massive. Like, yeah. there is a lot of a lot of history in a lot the of things and um i guess like it's dph's first 450 championship hasvana um it's yeah it was a special time pretty much it's uh, my first championship so mm. yeah the weekend was special that's for sure first time i felt emotional did so. you
0: think you got the most out of it like did you get did you enjoy it the way that you think you should have yeah like because uh, man like fuck seeing you and maddie like that photo you guys have of hugging like yeah. that was super special yeah and you know like steve come over and gave us a hug leanne gave yeah. us a hug and it was just like it felt fucking cool yeah. well it and it, it felt was special right, for you know?
2: me like you know like all you guys were there like it just was a nice time like i said like when i was in europe and i achieved my best result over there like my friends and like mum and dad were there but my sister wasn't there You know, Jill wasn't there. Like, there's a lot of special moments about this, you know, regardless if it's Australian Championship or World Championship or if it was a sunny state. Like, regardless, it was one time where, like, Jill's parents come to this race. They haven't even watched me race motocross before. Really? Never. No shit. Yep. That was their first... They picked a day. (laughs) 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 So they come along and um, we won the championship and... You know, my nan and granddad were there. My nan and yeah, granddad yeah. been a lot of races, and it's just I don't know, it's special. Yeah. Like, yeah, special, we like, thing. Yeah,
0: we weren't going to miss that. Like, even even Rick was all about coming up and seeing yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was definitely cool.
2: Yeah, so the
3: sportsmanship at the end, like to see obviously you won, that's a huge moment. Then you went over to CDR, congratulations, yeah. you know, got like and it's then like for the it was sport, like, yeah. yeah and
0: then like landman coming over konski walking yeah. over like that that it was cool to see yeah. so many people that were like genuinely so happy for you like yeah. you yeah. know bt was talking to me after the race about it like you know everyone was so ha- like dude even ferris i stood next to, to dean yeah as the podium thing was going down he was genuinely happy for you yeah you know so it's like it god like you can't like, what more could you ask for, I guess? Yeah. Of like, even your peers are like, you know what, bro? You fucking deserve that. Yeah.
2: Like, and that's and what... That was the vibe. I think that kind of... Yeah, that's a really cool thing. I've never looked at it like that, but my whole time in the sport, you know, I haven't really pissed many people off. Like, you know, like I said, I've got... I've raced Dean forever, and he, he rolls me up, like, at some times and stuff like this. But, you know we've never had a a fight like a punch on or anything like it's more like it's just a competitive yeah it's like and it's great like I'm just like I hope you race like you know when I went to America well even this
0: year when he said he was going to come do those races and I was like i was like well that could like kind of fuck your championship because you're like coming back and you were just like fuck i hope he races every round from now on that's cool
2: yeah because i just love racing him and you know probably the only person's mossy that i've had a a proper thing with you know um so that's my whole i've raced here forever you know and even in europe and i kind of feel that's an achievement for me to not you know not have to walk in the pits and be like oh oh there's that dude like you know mm. like you know what i mean that
0: well there's definitely some people yeah. that can't walk through the pits that are races yeah and like from now you know from a couple years ago on they're gonna always have a target on their back they're gonna always know people are gonna talk shit about yeah. it every time they walk through the pits and it's like that's an uncomfortable feeling yeah and it's like you want to go to work and like like you're a guy that can genuinely go to work and enjoy your job yeah because of that yeah
2: yeah. So that's, I think that was pretty special for me also to see that, like, you know, genuinely, you know, I had, I had a dark time, like before I went to Europe last year, like 2017 and, you know, I was, well, there everything was time was dark.
0: You, There was a time where you just said you like, just didn't even want to race here anymore. Yeah.
2: Like I, I honestly just lost, I don't know. I just lost everything, you know, and I got for once in my life, like I'm a very positive person. I, you know, I see everything in a positive light I'm I'm blessed like that and um, blessed I don't think I've ever said that word before you watch too much TV keep, <laughs> keep going <laughs> I just when that come out I was like man like that's what Americans say yeah right? you watch too much TV <laughs> that was awesome yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd pick myself up on that uh, that's a dick no, move but you,
0: you, are, <laughs> you are though like yeah, but you I, know, you do see shit like that yeah
2: and just you don't know, sound in weird it. yeah in 2017 <laughs> i was like just in a dark place i said some mean things about like about like Kevin williams um about things and you know I, I learned a lot about that also and i you know i kind of fixed that up and i look at it a lot differently now like there's always reasons why things happen and, and whatnot yeah. and it's easy to just point fingers and stuff
0: and it's easy to be it well it's like harder to be part of a, uh, the solution like yeah. it's, it's so easy to talk about a problem
2: yeah like like for example and i've been guilty of that too like yeah know. like for example like lots of people ragging on things and whatever about the championship and i'm like you know at the time i did also because i was just in this negative horrible mind and then i was just like how narrow-minded am i like you know yes this and this these are the points but he has a championship for me to race you know and he does quite a good job you know there's You know we get to go racing this and that there's obviously points where you know tracks and whatever or whatever you know people bring up different points but no one ever says things like oh yeah but he does a super pole and you get 500 bucks you know you know there's a little something you know hundred dollar hole shot i didn't know that because i never got hole shots (laughs) you know yeah but there's little things in place there's kind of little things and um, you know, there's not budgets like there used to be when Rockstar were on board and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I kind of, you know, I thought, well, well... At the end of the day,
0: like, the the problems in the sport shouldn't really affect your job. Like, the championship's a championship. Yeah. And, like, you, you can say that this could be better and this could be better. And I personally believe that things could be better. But in terms of you as a rider that's getting paid, like, if you say to DPH, hey, yep, all right, I'll ride for you. Sign the dotted line. Yeah. Then shut the fuck up and race, like, race the championship. Like, that's really, like, what it sort of boils down to. And it's like, look, there is stuff that could be better. There's stuff that could be better in every championship. Yeah. But you as a rider, like, it's not your job to worry about that shit, really. Like, if you boil it down and, like it seems like that's the attitude that you had this year was like you know what it's fucking good i get to do it and let's just try and win the thing that is there to win
2: yeah like for me there's a championship there that i can win bonuses and everything's it's safe it's got race safe like that's one thing kevy does awesome is yeah you know race safes there he supplies a good facility with that i know if if i echo myself that i'm gonna carry it off in a stretcher there's high quality doctors like top doctors you know so jill's worked in there as a physio before so you know there's and i kind of was like man i'm looking at the negatives of everything like that Mm. year like this and that and i'm just blowing my mouth off and my thoughts are going in crazy places and i was like what am i doing like you know when i was 16 17 i was amping because i was building kitchens man yeah you know
0: whereas now like you turn into that dude that you used to look at yeah like like like
2: Kevy's given me the opportunity. To race and make bonuses and do this as a job get rid of him then what you know someone's got to step in there you know this and that so for me I was like okay that's not a cool thing to do you know I don't that's not my style did you
0: learn that yourself or did someone say it to you no
2: I just did it like that's good it just happened because I come back I was in a better mind frame everything was good it's just natural yeah when you're when people are cranky and don't sleep they say bad things yeah when they only Pretty sleep at hour and 20 of REM sleep every night yeah. they get fucked up and then,
0: yeah. now you're blessed yeah and now That's you're so blessed you too you yeah, come I'm, back blessed I'm you blessed. went to America you come back blessed <laughs> <a> deep sleep
2: <laughs> so like it's kind of like uh, this year's been epic like I raced a Transmoto um like Tony Rice was there we camped with him you smoked that, that fool was sick nah he wasn't even trying <laughs> <laughs> and he was on a bike that weighed like 400 yeah. kilos <laughs> And he didn't sleep, didn't he? Surely not. Ah, no
0: way. Had some babe up oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He bought <laughs> he bought tail with him, eh? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, bought Sandra with Sandra. Yeah, wasn't serious. Oh, that's funny. Nah, so yeah, like that was really cool, like you know there's a lot of cool things happening like andy's doing some cool stuff
0: well that's what i i like wanted to point out as well when i said like you did your videos you made your stupid like funny things you went and did some random races you went to america like this is and this is like kind of what me and bailey and um sando were talking about on the podcast is like all these people it's like so restrictive and it's just like like they just want to clamp down on no fun no this you know like jat's perfect example like he's on his that's what like would really piss me off when people would talk shit about him is because like i see the dude walk in dripping in sweat he's fucking shredded without an ounce of fat on him he walks in makes this like disgusting smoothie and then he makes his jats mix on the couch while he's completely cooked from training and then he falls asleep for like three hours because he's fucked and then as soon as he posts it you're hearing a combo about someone like talking shit saying like oh this is why his results aren't bad yeah maybe it's because he's had shoulder surgery and he's you know what I mean like there's so much more to it and I feel like you cop the same sort of thing because like you do different shit you're off spray painting cars and rebuilding this and you're building building your own engines and then you're building a 501 for nap and people want to talk shit but it's like (coughs) if the work is getting done leave them alone just let like for me i do this podcast because it's fun and i can do what i want to do and i enjoy doing it and because of that i'll stay up till all hours of the night mick will drive down to sydney by himself like that's the recipe for shit to be good it's like give people a place where it's like fuck bro have fun yeah if you think it's going to be the right thing and if it's like blatantly obvious and like you see someone not putting in the work and the effort's not there and the mindset's not there, then it's like, then ask some questions. Yeah. But if you've got a guy like you that's like, I want to make some videos, I want to do some trans motors, I want to go to America, like that's going to, that's what I need to do good. Yeah. Then if you're the right person team manager and you're the right manufacturer and you believe in that person that you've signed to then why are you trying to lock them into a jail sentence yeah why are you trying to own their life just because you've signed them to ride your motorcycle for your team you want to own that that dude's life you want to own his free time you want to own the image that he can put out it's like dude you guys have it wrong yeah and it's like and that to me is like one of the best things about you winning this year is yeah. you did it on your terms yeah. completely the way that you wanted to do it
2: yeah massive and that that's probably where I was getting to with like when I was sort of slinging like seeing the negative stuff about the championship and with Kevvy is I didn't like when I come back I kind of pointed fingers back at myself I was kind of like well, what are you doing man you know like like what shit are you doing like you know our good mate Wade he's always like you gotta step it up man you know like that's that's his thing you know and i wasn't i was like i was too busy laying shit on on other people like everyone does in the industry you know instead of just doing shit like and that's where that sort of come about i was like doing some videos and doing stuff you know this year i've i've crammed some serious stuff in yeah instead of laying shit on everyone i just i stepped it up you know compared to what i used to do so and that's what i'm excited about the, the coming year like i've had a taste of that you know my partners have had a taste of that you know the value that they're getting out of things like after the race is like at cool i'm on on the sad day you know i'm taking photos like personal photos of washing boots doing this yeah. sort of stuff sending it to former this that like m2r they're just like didn't you just race man yeah. you know like how hard is it to do that sort of shit for <laughs> really you know like if you organise
0: in the week before and you say this is something you're going to do and then you yeah.
2: but yet we're going to lay shit on someone who's given us a championship you yeah. know like I need to lay shit on myself that's kind of where I come well, from with that
0: that's called a winner's
2: attitude mm. <laughs> and it turns out winners win <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just it worked for me this year like I wouldn't yeah I don't know it just luck I think, you know, that's what I kind of, like, when I look back, I'm just like, man, like, how's how's the form of this stuff? Like, uh, the blessing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, this. <laughs> like... You know, like, this year I didn't do anything different. I, I just did my thing. Like, yeah, off the bike and stuff. Like, I'm trying to step it up, like, with Todd Waters, the brand. Like, you know, like, I want to improve the whole thing. Like the training and everything yes we did improve and we will keep improving but that's natural i've been doing that for yeah ever. yeah like you're always thinking that but like i said there ain't no time to lay shit on anyone all i can do is pray 100 yeah. yeah and i'm like man i'm gonna start doing this this and this like creating videos and trying to create something and do some cool stuff and
0: well it's like how you do anything is how you do everything yeah and if you start chasing excellence in like any area of your life there's going to be a follow-on yeah and it's like it you know i think you've had that mindset of like i just yeah like step it up like i want to be excellent at this shit i want to build this brand i want it's like it's almost like you don't you go like oh i don't i don't want to take all that on yeah because then it's like then i won't be able to it would be like master at none but it's like if you're sort of chasing excellence across the board it's like you kind of you sort of like sometimes you just get what you ask for yeah if you really if you ask for all that and then you put in the required effort it's like you can get it yeah but it takes that like you know not putting restrictions on yourself and what you can do and what you can achieve and it's like if you go fucking balls out Mm. for those you know for those things then because dude you've done gnarly shit this year like even printing t-shirts and stuff that's a lot of stuff to organize
2: yeah it's i don't know it's weird like and i'm bad for it like that's the first thing jill will say like i'm just an ideas man i just come up with all this stuff and i just start doing shit and then i'm then i'm like i, I don't have enough time to do this stuff yeah. you know like yeah. but kind of made it happen and then then yeah i kind of look at other people like doing stuff then and and um it kind of motivates me more because i'm like there's such a gap in our market, like, in, in our sport of just everything, you know? Mm. When I, I compare to other sports and, like, like um, Caroline, the BMX rider. Oh, how hard does she kill it? Yeah, but, like... She's been injured and she's still relevant you know, with, like, the stuff she does. Like, I met her, like, just briefly, come past with Sam, past our workshop and said hello. And I was just like, man you're that chick like she's a big deal you Mm. know like not followers or famous or gay shit like that you know like i look at her like you're kicking goals man yeah bro you know like she's
0: been injured for years and is still like you just wouldn't you don't care
2: yeah but like she's still killing it you know when like people i've had like oh so-and-so is killing it like they got this many followers sponsorship dream you know and i'm like oh that's funny because all their photos are iphone photos or gave iphone videos with some like rap song plastered over it and like doing bar spins on a bmx bike that's not relevant to our sport or whatever you know Mm. i see things like that and they got heaps of followers and sponsorship dream like then you see caroline and it's like man all her photos are like professionally done like clean like killing it you know like, she's done, like, a storybook. She's got photos on her page, like, with kids, with, a, like, a book that she's brought out. Like,
0: Yeah. She's, like, sponsoring, like, the youth championships. Yeah, she's like, doing coaching. She, she has a foundation that, Academy. like, sends girls to, like, the world championships and stuff. Like, it's, like, meaningful shit. Like, because yeah. you are right. Like, the video that might get 20,000 views with a rap song and big whips, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, oh, that is, that's called porn. Yeah. Really. Like, that's moto porn. That's just like, and then you see it and then you scroll. It's yeah. like, there's not a lot of substance of like meaning. Like people yeah. aren't, you know, like the kids that Caroline works with. Like there's so much meaning in that. And yeah. like, it's real. Like but you can tell it's real.
2: It's, it's a proper thing. Like she's an ambassador. Like that's what an ambassador is, you know? Like I know like, hey, yeah, we get paid, you know, to run this stuff or wear this or whatever, but she's doing it like she's acting on stuff Mm. like that's powerful stuff i believe like i'm i'm new at all this stuff because like your brother maddie's always on to me like man you gotta post stuff gotta post stuff this and that and i'm just like dude like don't care just gonna win races Mm. like got no time going for a three-hour cycle it's true like don't care now i'm going for a three-hour cycle like man when i get back like how can i do this and this and this person like i really look up to her like i see mm. that stuff that she's doing and i'm like i'm trying to perfect that side of it and that's where like the videos come like you know high quality videos you know i organize some sponsors like you know and thinking outside the box like you know going over a jump doing a mad whip oh that's sick you know but what about like doing a video where people like a cooking video what's he doing a cooking yeah, video that was for, so you know mm. but using snap-on tools in there you know using the lunar fridge like you know show it like i see things differently now you know i'm not just a a guy that's trying to scrape bars around the corner and being like man do you see the roost off that like yeah. i want to see value to i want to see people. that odi grip bearing into that like so that's where my my sort of focus has changed mm. and that's where i want to be more powerful for my sponsors and i guess it comes with age um because before i just went to win races you know that's all i've seen but now i see i just see more more of a powerful thing and more of a different direction that i want to go in mm. with that side of things um and you can't be like that when you're young i don't believe like i'd find it hard to find a 20 year old dude that's going to be like that
0: have that same mindset yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: like you know it's easy to get followers when you're doing shoeys and all this weird stuff but i don't know whether it it would hit out to like a big company yeah like is that well, who snap they on's want like super corporate yeah yeah like you know craig leones is a perfect example like that's who i kind of want to i'd love to follow that direction and yeah that caroline's done it and like i kind of look at it, i'm like oh but our sport's not that big you know like this this yeah but this, you gotta be you a know? leader like yeah you, you need like someone has to do it but then i'm like well Caroline's sports smaller than ours way smaller and she's killing it yeah like way more than any of us could even dream of like so that's a yeah that's kind of my thought pattern and obviously it's not easy because like you say the training that goes in and trying to do it yeah, but the it, more
0: but, like that, that's the thing is like you can you build a team like the more yeah. it's like any business like even with this it's like that's a, the stuff me and Mick have been talking about at the moment is like you we gotta go up levels and it's like at the start it was all me And then it's Mick comes in and Mick's helping out. And then Mm. he takes a load off. And then, you know, you've got the one person that's like, they've got their job to do. They've got their job to do. And it's like, you can build on it. But at the start, it has to come just from you. Yeah. And that's when it's hard. But it's like, now Matt, you've got the championship now. Yeah. You've got some runs on the board. It's like, you can ask for a bit more money. And then that buys you a bit more time. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah you've still got to do the training but like the fact that you put so much effort in this year on your end it's like it's probably going to be easy to ask for a little bit more money to yeah take a bit of that load off you and to you know mm. so it's like that's sort of the sacrifice that you have to make when you fit because essentially like todd waters is the brand is like really you've only been doing it one or two years you know one year man Rip. honestly this year is the only really.
2: well last year we did a you played did a around with a youtube year. channel and stuff but the biggest like this year like we we've done some shirts you know like privateer shirt going over to america this and that not to make money like i see it as like having stuff like mm. you know when we went to Coolum, like we got a cool drop bear one like it has a bit of meaning people don't know what a drop bear is you know mm. we're from cans a drop bear is like some mystical creature that drops on top of you and and you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know with big fangs and stuff like um so Wade we,
0: Lewis is the only person that's ever actually seen Wade. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got like, so Wado did this rad design. And he like tried to funky. catch it.
0: He tried to catch it, and <laughs> then he did catch it, and then he was like, oh, "I'm going to be famous for catching a drop bear. And then what happened was, is it was too far out in the the bush to get back to Cairns in one day. So then they had to set up camp. And then they had a real mad combo. And then they got like super close after it, and then Wade's like, "I can't take this drop bear back." Yeah. On. So then they ended up just being mates. He won't give it the any like won't tell him where he lives, and then they go back. Wade still hangs out with him and his family, but he's still the only person that's ever seen a drop bear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so Wade oh the legend done a drop bear shirt, and um, like on the weekend it was so cool. Like kids walking around with a shirt on. Yeah. I kind of like. I want to build on that, like do like a little bit of a fan shirt because that's something we don't have here. Like at the GPs in America, like Dude,
0: like Valentino Rossi, man, yeah. like and Magello, like the CMI. whole. Oh. Yeah,
2: they are the ones that kill it, but you know, but it's kind of cool. Start somewhere it's cool to go to a race, like you know, like for me, for example, go to a race and, and watch a GP and be like, I just flew over to America or this or that. Or I've gone watch this race and it's got like hurlings on it 2019 like yeah and it's like a thing like my well, parents love it they've got tour bands bro
0: it. like you get metallica 1988 tour. Like, yeah it's the same shit
2: yeah so like that's what i kind of wanted and this just started off like like our traveler shirt's got all of us on it like cody cooper and stuff and yeah like, it's just a bit of a funky little thing and and then yeah i just like to have something to see those kids walk around with a drop bear shirt on on the weekend like yeah. Makes I was your, like makes that's sick like I wanted to create something that's not just a gay fan shirt yeah. but it was like associated with me kind of thing yeah. that's how that come about um, but I'd like to just try and create that a little bit because no one's doing it like you know when someone comes to a race you get a poster or something or you know it'd be cool to just have, be able to get something yeah. from a rider um, so that's something that I'm trying to i'd like to build on well man like toby's a
0: perfect example of like a dude that
2: kills it with that yeah. as well
0: you know like obviously he's got maddie and ainsley there it's like the team behind like yeah. he legitimately has a team behind it but like you know he is super genuine about like yep. his merch and all the different stuff that that he does you know hmm. so yeah you're in good company to, to make it happen man like you're yeah. around, around all the right people all right we'll wrap this shit up um we did three hours bro oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do quick we're gonna do a cheeky hour and a half i'm just yeah i'm fucking so happy for you I do this knowing you my whole life almost um yeah seeing you do that on the weekend was special um yeah to just like we said you know like it's so long yeah. and you pay so much in blood sweat and tears literally and it's like you did it and that will never be that will never be erased out of the history books. It will always be something that you've done. It'll be something you can tell your kids about. It's something they can tell their kids about. And it, it really is that. Like, it does mean that much. And, like, now you can put a number one plate on your bike. Dean... Take the number one plate <laughs> off your bike. That's try, gonna
2: create some stuff next year, eh? Try get it next year if you can. <laughs> uh,
0: but uh, you know, that's like it's fucking it's sick. Like yeah. you get you get you get all that now. Yeah, and, uh, and I'm happy for you because you deserve it.
2: Yeah, nah, thanks. I've never thought of it like that. Like when that would have been the same for Dean. Like I never actually thought of it like that. You know, he's had the number one. Now it's gone on my bike. He's gonna be hungry. I'm gonna be so determined to keep it. Like because i know he's coming for it yeah so like that's a super cool thing i reckon um we should get him on the show let's do some rivalry stuff oh yeah <laughs> would you go on there with him yeah that'd Fuck be yeah. sick
0: yeah we'll 100% get him on that's your call we've just asked we called him out told him to rip his stickers off <laughs> is he running with has he got oh, i won't be able to see i want to see if he's running triple one or if he's running one
3: he's riding already eh? hey yeah he's out. dude
0: he's riding with that thumb he's a psycho yeah he just likes riding yeah ferris wheel triple one so at least he's he's verified bro he's verified on the gram he's got that blue tick you that you don't have that (laughs) no what's that that? that's when like you're a real person yeah but how (laughs) how many followers nah they just have to like decide that you're like legit enough it's (laughs) for real bro for real (laughs) it sucks
2: what do you have to apply
0: you you could apply like so you could go on your account and apply but i doubt dean would have
2: do we have like a meeting or something or
0: nah you just i've tried they knocked me back <laughs> did they <laughs> apparently i'm not me but yeah that i think it like i think you can like dm who like whoever yeah. you want and shit like and it won't go into your outbox so like you could dm kim Kardashian like dean could dm kim Kardashian and it would come up in her inbox yeah because he's got a blue check i'm pretty sure Anyway, this is not loading. But, Dean, if you get a number one plate, take it off, bro. It's over. It's over. As of oh, Sunday, it's done. But, yeah, it'd be but pretty... come for it next year.
2: It'd be pretty sick to get, uh, like, you know, Dean and I getting on good and stuff, but it'd be mad to just create, like, a rivalry, like... Well, you we've we got a, one. Yeah, you do have a rivalry. Yeah, but, like, it'd be, it'd be sick to play on it, like...
0: It'd be know, crazy to hear you two talk about that. some of those battles in Europe and yeah. stuff, because, like, fuck, it was so gnarly. Like, it just didn't matter where he was or where you were you were next to each other (laughs) make you sick. from the front to the back or from the back to the front it just always happened yeah Yeah.
3: even the states this year
0: yeah what the the
2: hell like cody cooper's in front of us and it's dean and i battling behind him and then dean passes cody and then i'm like trying to freight train past cody because i'm like bro you're letting dean get away (laughs) 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 like that's how crazy it is like that's how it works like if Dean passes a dude you're just like no like (laughs) gotta get that dude out. he's gonna get away like it's honestly and I don't have that with anyone that's crazy anyone like and I'll even if he passes like four dudes and he's in front I'll be going over the jump just like man I'm staying the same as him like I gotta like gotta get him you know it's it's like insane. And How I'm, funny
0: would it be if, it, if Dean come on he's like, I don't think about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Nah, though. probably. <laughs> nah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's the case.
2: I don't care because it's my advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <see. laughs> it gets me fired up. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, we'll get out of here. Thanks again, bro. Awesome. Um, make me that cabinet as soon as you can,
2: <laughs> yeah. please. Sounds sick. Appreciate it. <laughs> nah, <laughs> cheers for coming on, dude. Thanks, mate. See you guys later.